The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. You can paint this one purple. Now live from the Pirate Radio studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Hello and welcome into a Thursday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio studios and coming to you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We are on 1250, 930. You can find us online at pr927fm.com you can watch the show on facebook live you can also watch the program on youtube and man we got a lot of great stuff on our youtube page right now pirate radio tv you can follow this show live you can follow the brian bailey show our pirate radio trivia and we have a ton of ecu football content up from yesterday's ecu practice the post-practice comments from mike houston which we'll hear some of those today on the show but also donnie kirkpatrick and blake harrell all those videos available for you on pirate radio tv on youtube so make sure you are subscribed there so you can get the latest from us here at pirate radio all right we are one week away from football one week and 30 minutes from now actually 28 minutes and 28 seconds we will be kicking off the Bud Light pregame tailgate, getting you ready for the 7.30 kickoff between East Carolina and Appalachian State. That's pretty awesome. We got football this Saturday, uh, full slate next Saturday. It's uh, it's excitement time around these parts here at Pirate Radio. Coming up on today's show, plenty of football talk to be had. We will talk to former ECU wide receiver Philip Henry coming up in about 20 minutes or so we'll talk ecu football uh talk some nfl some of his favorite wide receivers some breakout guys in the nfl coming up in 2021 so a lot of pirate football talk and nfl talk coming up with ph former ecu wide receiver philip henry later on this hour at some point today whether it be at the end of hour one or in hour three we'll hear what mike houston had to say yesterday at his press conference got his opening comments coming up uh in just a little bit here during this segment but we'll hear what mike houston had to say after wednesday's hot afternoon practice uh so we got that on the way at four o'clock ronnie woodward will join us we'll do some ecu over-unders how many passing yards will hold nailers have this year how many catches will tyler sneed have what will be the number of receptions for ecu's leading tight end we will have all those and uh, we got some defensive questions for ronnie we've got some general wins points per game opponents points per game so we'll we'll play the over under game and try to project the 2021 season with ronnie woodward coming up at four o'clock the big man on campus jeff nadu will join us live at around 4 35 we'll get his final picks for week zero college football he had a lean in the ucla hawaii game also the illinois nebraska game so we'll see if he's finalized any of those picks i also saw today he uh, laid down some more money on a eventual national champion in college football that is not Alabama, Clemson, or Ohio State. So we'll uh, we'll discuss that as well. Talk a lot of college football and a little NFL with Jeff Nadeau in hour two. We'll do the same with touchdown Tony Collins in hour number three as Troy D will be alongside. And we will talk to uh, TC, Tony Collins, ECU Hall of Famer, Pro Bowler, and he's already got a guarantee. I think he's got two guarantees out there already. 
ECU beating App State and the Patriots winning the NFC East over the Buffalo Bills. So, Tony has already thrown out two guarantees. We haven't even got to week zero. We'll see if he's got another one for us in hour number three. All right, pack show today. We got the big dog Glenn Griffin uh, at the video production seat. Chandler Honeycutt slides over to the audio production seat. Intern Jalen is here. We just had uh, intern gray and intern macon roll out the door after doing a lot of work and i gotta say we got a great we did some great recruiting on these interns they are putting out some work uh doing a good job for us so we're happy about that all right uh chan man how you doing what's up all right glenn how are you today all right (laughs) (laughs) don't have really that energy chan man's got the energy i love saying what's up what's up Chandler, can you bottle this energy and keep it at a high enough level to where you're going to be full bore next Thursday? I don't want you to overexert yourself too soon. And yeah, I'm just no. I'm going to be excited, man. We're one week out, Clip Brock, and I am excited for next week. The Bud Light pregame tailgate is back. The fifth quarter Colin show is back with new co-host Billy Oweevah. <laughs> You're you're in a weird you're in a weird one today. (laughs) John Moody, you can chime in on Twitter, Facebook, or give us a call three one seven twelve fifty. John Moody on Facebook Live says, "Let's go." (laughs) So he's excited as well. One thing I want us to do, I think, during uh, football season is I want us to read dramatically read tweets and messages in the chat. Because I think that's very funny. Like you just did. Read them as they are written. Are written. Yes. Instead of just saying like, oh, now there's the best quarterback ECU's ever had. 450 yards. What a performance. We'll read it like. We would read it. Hold Nailers is the best quarterback ever. (laughs) Ever. And we really emphasize emojis, of course. And we read them as what they are. I see where you're going with this. Like we do... uh, a certain person already. Yeah. Some person that remains nameless. <laughs> yes, and will remain nameless. Some infamous social media user that will remain nameless. Redbeard says, it's Chan Man drinking on the job. Dude. What have you been drinking today, Chandler? Nothing, man. All I right. had a Diet Coke. I know you had for lunch. We got some... Uh, community, community calzone? We had some calzones in here earlier today. Maybe man, I'm drunk off of lunch. a calzone. I mean, it was, it was what, pretty dang good. What'd you get? I got the... Uh, it was called the Root... A route? How do you say it? Root or route? route? You route. go route? Route. Can it, it be both? It, it, it can. See, a route to me is like Route 64 or whatever, whatever the famous. Route 66. Yeah, Route 66. 64, same thing. I'm thinking the NCAA tournament. I think mine was called Route 43, but it was uh, ground beef. It was like hamburger, uh, cheese, Mexican seasoning, hot sauce. Oh, so it was like a taco. It was kind of taco-ish. I like it. I had the rampant which I believe is named after the J.H. Rose Rampant. Their their menu's pretty cool. It's got you know different streets in Greenville, uh, different towns outside High school of mascots. High school mascots. So I got the Rampant, and inside that is shredded chicken, um, mozzarella, um, ranch, and American cheese, and it was delish. They got something for everybody there. I like it. Every taste uh, you want. So uh, that was uh, almost too hearty. That's almost more like a dinner than a lunch. Yeah, it was big. Um, it, it could be itis inducing but it is split in half so you can do like half for lunch mm-hmm. take the it other does half make home. a good two meal solution yeah definitely yeah. all right uh fellas let's get to today's rundown 
And how about this? So last week, Harold Varner III had to put up a good showing to advance to round two of the FedEx Cup playoffs. And uh, he was able to do that with a, um, a good weekend and a solid Monday at the Northern Trust. Well, today... BM, uh, BMW championship, the Beamer. Harold Varner III had the lead for a lot of the day. He is done for the day at five under par. Now, there are still golfers on the course, so his standing could drop here. But right now, he is tied for fourth in the entire tournament at five under par. Sam Burns just took the lead at eight under. John Rahm is a golf machine. He's at seven under. Um, HV3 is tied with Dustin Johnson. I saw last week's champion's name up there, uh, Tony Finau, and I'm trying to find where he is now. He must have dropped a little bit. But uh, Tony Finau is now minus two. He did drop. But Harold Warner the third. So what he's got to do is be in the top 30 of the FedEx Cup point standings to reach the final playoff for the FedEx championship next week. I looked at it a moment ago, and I'm going to pull it up right now. You can go to PGATour.com. It has the projected standings. If things happened uh, the way they are right now, if it ends this way, here's what the rankings would be. And Harold Varner III needs to finish top 30. He would be number 32. One spot back of Patrick Reed and two spots back of Webb Simpson at 30 to get into the final tournament so that tells me if he is tied for fourth right now he's gonna have to finish top three third second or win the damn thing to be able to go next week and after his play today i'm not gonna rule it out uh and after his play last week uh you can't rule it out because he's been playing some good golf but man this reminds me was it the um was it the open chandler where he was like one spot. He was the first He was right name, there at the, the cut line. Right. He was at the top of the uh, cut line. Yeah. And uh, and this reminds me of that because he is just two spots away. Uh, right now, like if, you know, we always say if the playoffs started today, if the season ended today, if this tournament ended currently, it uh, looks like he would miss the final FedEx championship uh, by just two spots. So, He's going to have to keep playing great, and uh, he is so far. So congratulations to HV3, the former Pirate, on a fantastic Thursday at the Beamer Championship. Um, <laughs> we have uh, Chandler in instead of Shirley. So when Steve Hill on Facebook Live says, roll with me, Flippy, I don't even know if Chandler knows what that is. It sounds familiar. <laughs> Some day. It, 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 it does predate Chandler. It was a like a bad fifth quarter call, and the guy was like losing his point, and he said, roll with me, Clippy, but it kind of sounded like Flippy. And he's just like, hey, hey, come on, roll with me, Flippy. <laughs> and like, he completely lost the, uh, got lost in the sauce, I guess. So what does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. He was drowning in the sauce. We have a cut of it, is my point, that if Shirley was here, she might could find it. I have nowhere, oh. no clue where that thing is. Roll with me, Flippy. Maybe we can find it during the break. All right, number two. Um, it's been one week until kickoff. East Carolina and Appalachian State. Let me check the latest line. As a matter of fact, I'll do that while we hear what uh, Mike Houston had to say yesterday. His opening comments after a hot Wednesday practice. Finished up our last padded practice of the week. Um, we'll be in the stadium tomorrow. 
with uh, game simulation, game situations, just a lot of the logistics stuff. So not a not a very physical practice tomorrow, um, but a lot of uh, you know a lot of mental thinking, focus, uh, kind of operations uh, in special situations, maybe that you don't cover as much, uh, you know, through all throughout the year. So. Uh, you know, it's kind of you know the last little prep, and then you know game week starts Friday because you know for us fr this Friday is Sunday. So, uh, you know, really harping on the kids about you know recovery treatment, you know getting in the whirlpools right now, getting their legs back fresh. Uh, you know, getting a couple of guys will be in, you know, giving them a couple of days right here just to you know get some bumps and bruises healed up. That way we're full steam ahead on Friday. All right, there is Mike Houston. I've already seen today, uh, Pirate fans. I think it was like the Minji's Maniacs account on twitter was like man this is going to be the longest week ever leading up to kickoff and but man are they right but for the team he just said it there like game week starts tomorrow like this thing creeps up on you once you get through the weekend you're like two or three days away from taking the field for mike houston not you know I, i'm sure he's ready to go his players are ready all that but at the same time this thing's going to come up on him fast i mean game week really started monday for them probably like first day of school game week starts prep for app state starts yeah <laughs> just hear, hearing him say they're going to be in the stadium game situ uh simulations they'll probably pump right. in some noise closed like, session man. on saturday it's i the like real it. deal boys friday yeah. is sunday saturday is monday sunday is tuesday thank you rough and mike houston's been doing that as well he's, i know i heard him the other day he's Wait. good with his uh calendar next week will be a uh really short week that stretch from monday to thursday well, that's what i was talking about once this weekend's over boom like it might as well be once, here once once it's sunday well monday morning rather it might as well be thursday at 3 three thirty. you know and that can be a really good thing or a really bad thing for week two it can be a good thing because we'll have long if they win we'll have a long time to celebrate right get ready for south carolina pump up that game like no other if they lose to App state it's going to be a really long week of asking questions what went wrong can we fix this are we doomed so that long week uh can be a good thing or a bad thing depending on this outcome i'm more positive this year i think because of the the line has been consistent throughout practice oh yeah oh and i thought you a, meant the gambling line no, no, no the, the, the <laughs> offensive line has been consistent throughout practice with not as no injuries and there's been years where we've gone in week one with second string third string yeah you know especially at the center position well so, last year last year week one we went into it without noah henderson but we lost deontay smith during that game against yep. ucf yep. and that's all she wrote um so no nah, and and we're knocking on wood here there ha should we bring up negative stuff no yeah go ahead I, i'll say that i feel like they're battle tested in practice and that makes me Feel like they have a, a good grit to them we were really close to the finish line aka the starting line of a season when rob cast got his dewey and when kirk uh, dinker got yeah. lost for the year oh <laughs> so like we're not out of the woods yet i just want to point that out brett clay did the best he could clip how about brett clay took snaps in that game as like the third string or whatever and do you remember the freshman that got some direct snaps in that game at quarterback oh Dwayne Harris Dwayne yeah. Harris who turned out to be you know all world and probably my my favorite all-time ECU football player we had a freshman in there taking direct snaps against like peak Virginia Tech defense oh yeah right like some bad dudes like K 
Cam Chancellor, I believe, was a part of that team. NFL guys. Jason Worlds, I think a linebacker. Like they had a ton of guys that Their made linebacker NFL and secondary was was unreal. Just yeah, Nasty. sick. And uh and the Pirates played tough because they had a great defense. Uh and then the following year, season opener in Charlotte, North Carolina. Against the Hokies. And uh and they beat them again because the defense allowed them to stay in that game. And they got enough plays from Pat Pink and the boys uh, to pull out a win. What a classic. TJ Lee blocked the punt. No flags. No flags on the field. Speaking of no flags, coming up Friday on the show, Kevin Monroe. Yeah. Will join us at 5 o'clock to talk some, uh, we get his off-season thoughts and uh, his thoughts heading into next week's game week. We are excited to uh, get Camo back on the show, one of my favorite guys to talk pirate football with. Uh, so he'll be on the call alongside The Voice once again in 2021. All right, uh, let's get to – we'll have more Mike Houston uh, for you later on in the show and plenty more ECU football talk. Let's get to some NFL news and notes. Chandler, the Panthers made a move at kicker. I'm confused, man. But it's not the move I'm assuming Panthers fans want to see, thinking. which is get rid of Joey Sly, right? Nope. It was the guy that they brought in to kind of push Joey Sly to do better and compete with him. He actually – I saw a tweet that in a field goal drill that Joey Sly went 0 for 3 in field goals. Elberly? Or I can't remember. Dominic Elberly? We'll just call him Ellerby. Uh, Ellerby went 2 for 3 in that same field goal drill. Uh, and a lot of people, you know, thought, hey, well, this is the guy uh, that's going to take over his spot. Well, not so fast, my friend. We just waved him today, and we actually went out. And got a guy from the New York Giants and traded for him as well. Ryan Santoso. 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 What do you know about this fellow? Not a lick. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll move on then. Panthers making a move at kicker. And linebacker. I saw a, uh, what was the linebacker move? Denzel Perryman, who we oh, just yeah. got in the offseason, signed him to a two-year, $6 million contract. And now he is back off to the West Coast where we got him. He We got him from the Chargers. Now he's going to the Las Vegas Raiders um, in a deal. David Tepper seems like a guy that will make like big – and these aren't big moves, but kind of like rash moves and maybe try to fix something. Now, now I'm speaking of a – from an ownership standpoint. Now, Fitterer, is that your GM's name? Mm-hmm. Is, is he on the same wavelength where – like the Panthers have been pretty active here this last oh, week. Oh, it's been ridiculous in the past like two days. Trying to fix their team or improve their team, whatever they're trying to do. I don't know. I I did see on Twitter it's uh, Cody Lashney, who is the co-host with Tony Dunn on the CP uh, C3 Panther podcast. He said that this is the sign of a rookie GM in the National Football League that's making kind of mis- you know some rookie GM mistakes, and I guess he might be trying to fix them. I don't know what's going on, but. Um, well, he was with the Seahawks. What was his role there? He was the re- director of player personnel. He was not the GM. He was not the GM there. Okay. But, I mean, he was there for years, and he actually, you know, had some great mentorship there in Seattle. And so um, I think he's ready for this role, but I think we're seeing some hiccups early uh, in his role here at Carolina. I've made this point before. We're, we're in the era where the GMs now, like with Theo Epstein and those guys, like, I guess Cashman might be a little aged out, but we're start we're getting in that era where these younger GMs are coming in and they grew up playing sports video games like Madden, yeah, uh triple play baseball, right. NBA Live, where you can do trades, free agents, and just stack your team. 
and they're used to you know going out and and tailoring their team the the best way they can in those video games and now they're doing that in real life so they're making all these rando moves like you would in a video game yeah. and uh and seeing if it works out i don't know if there's anything to that but i just i don't know i, I feel like i don't know i feel like there's just a lot more moves made now just for the sake of making a move than it, there was in years past it's weird seeing it at this time too because i mean we're only like a couple of weeks from the start of the regular season so, so you got one more preseason game and then a week off and then regular season right it's here so yeah a lot of moves that i really am not wanting to see especially at the kicker position you don't want to be seeing that at all especially toward the tail end of the uh, preseason um you know and but joey Slaw has been struggling the coaches are calling a slump as many would call it and uh yeah that's a concern going into the regular season for the panthers no football tonight that stinks i wanted at least something to flip over to but uh four games coming up on friday including the steelers and the panthers the football team of washington aka landover maryland raljon maryland wherever it's located uh will take on the baltimore ravens six o'clock um by the way chandler i thought about this on the way into work you're doing you're you're making a genius move a veteran radio guy move with your sam darnold take you want sam darnold to play more during the preseason Mm -hmm. and now when he struggles if and when he struggles you can say he doesn't know his line he doesn't know his receiver like, he didn't get enough live bullets live game reps i've been saying it for weeks now so you've got that in your back pocket if he does well you just never bring it up don't bring it up at all and and cheer on your team and say my boy sam darnold hey i told you he was gonna be good because you like the signing you think he's gonna be good absolutely so you've set yourself up either way to look like you know what you're talking about and that is one of, you know i'm talking about you know what i'm talking about that is one of the go-to moves if you're in like radio tv you've got to just throw out little little lines here and there that mm-hmm. you can go back to and say hey roll the tape from four weeks ago exactly i said this. roll it back so, uh, but I, again, I heard you complaining about it at trivia last night. Sam Darnold not not playing enough preseason reps. Yeah, I was talking to a, uh, a Browns fan about it, and uh, I asked him. I said, "Is Baker Mayfield going to be playing for the Browns this season?" No, that and I, that's the answer I expected from him because he's I, in his what like third year, right? Third, yes. Tyrod Taylor was at three seasons ago and then baker came in and he started the last two right yeah Yeah. i mean but sam darnold has something to prove the pressure is on him how is he going to be in game situations we need to see that in the preseason and we've only seen one drive of it come on carolina all right uh and finally the baltimore orioles have won a baseball game their long national nightmare is over 19 straight losses they pick up a win last night over shohei otani and the angels and guess what now they can't stop winning they're up seven to one in the seventh inning against the angels once again today at camden yards um the braves and this is a very odd scheduling quirk you never see a team get back-to-back days off the braves have that this week they played the yankees monday and tuesday Mm. off yesterday off today and they'll be back at it on friday that is uh super strange right now the reds fighting for the wild card uh up one nothing against the brewers in the fifth inning the blue jays beating the white Sox one to nothing and last night on into early morning did you see the marathon game between the dodgers and the padres 
16 innings, and the Dodgers win it 5-3. to three. It was A.J. Pollock's home run in the 16th inning uh, that won it for the Dodgers. Five hours and 49 minutes. Mm. That's a late night because when I was Ooh. leaving trivia last night, that game was just kicking off. 489 and, uh, pitches by 19 pitchers. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, I'm glad I didn't stay up for that. That is a doozy. All right, let's uh, take a time out. We'll come back when we return. Former ECU wide receiver Philip Henry will join us on the Fixed NC Live line. We will talk ECU football, some NFL, and more. It's uh, on the way when we return on Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Grab your amigos and head to Chico's for the best Mexican food and fun in Greenville. Come and enjoy favorites like shrimp tacos, steak and chicken fajitas, burritos, enchiladas, ACP, and more. Follow Chico's on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates for Mexican food and fun. It's got to be Chico's for dine-in or to-go. Now let's head back into Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Flip Brock. All righty, we are fired up for football, and we uh, uh, have our heads in the sand, ignoring all the negative news like the Tennessee Titans having nine players and coaches who have tested positive for COVID, including Ryan Tannehill and Mike Vrabel. They need to tighten up. yikes that according to adam schefter i am the cartoon is it a dog sitting at the table where everything's on fire around him this is fine yeah yeah that's uh that's me right now what do you know your memes (laughs) know your meme do you know your memes that should be like a game it is a game all right fill in the blank damn blank daniel (laughs) there you go well done taylor know your memes a new segment here on pirate radio live all right, let's uh, talk to a former ECU wide receiver. I've talked to this gentleman uh, countless times over the years here on the show. He is number 32 in your programs. He's former ECU wide receiver Philip Henry back on Pirate Radio, joining us to talk some Pirate football and some NFL as well. PH, good to talk with you, man. How you doing? Everybody in Pirate Nation, what's up? For uh, folks uh, that are wondering, Philip, tell us what you're up to these days. I'm working in media right now. I'm just working in media in NC State right now, enemy territory, but, yeah, working in media. <laughs> you don't like to talk about being at NC State, man, for good reason. You don't want the hate letters, hate mail, and all that. But, uh, PH, we're, we're glad to know you're doing well, and we'll talk uh, We'll talk some NFL wide receivers. I, I dubbed Philip our wideologist, uh, all things wide receivers. We'll do that momentarily. But let's start with East Carolina Philip, who uh, come into year three of Mike Houston, there's a lot of optimism. The Pirates have stacked up some depth on this roster. They finished last season with uh, Mike Houston's first real, I guess, signature win over SMU. So there's reason to be excited, uh, but they are a double-digit underdog for their game next Thursday night against Appalachian State, that line at around 10 points. So, Philip, I don't know, when you look at this Pirate football program as a whole right now, going into year three under Mike Houston, what what kind of team, what kind of program does East Carolina look like, in your opinion? 
I've been going through year after year feeling like just get more than three wins. That's all I've been really going into like each season. Like, can we get more than three? For whatever reason, stuck on three. But um, I think Harris last year was great running back. Everybody's going to know about him now. He's a, you know, all-rookie player. So when you come into these seasons, into these games, I just think every team going to say, stop him. Like, how we can stop the run for this team? But I think it starts up front, man. You probably heard this many times. starts with the O-line. I know Coach Shane's telling them right now they're going to have to be the ones that really carry this team. And I think Holton, like, for this year, I think it's very important for him. I say it because when you first got out there, you get your first year of, like, being able to just get through it, bro. It's like figure out what's going on. You get your second year, things slow down for you a little bit. But his third year, I feel like he knows what he does well. I think he knows what his weaknesses are. And the team knows that as well. So he needs time. He's going to need some time to make these good decisions this year. Defensively, that's a whole other thing. Like they got to try to stop the run. So I'm just going into the season looking to see if they can stop the run, man. Because if not, snowball effect. You can't stop the run. Now you're losing possession, time of possession. Offense got to convert third downs all the time. It's almost like playing Navy every game. If you can't stop the run, you feel me? So now your third down conversion got to be up. You know what I'm saying? I looked at the numbers. I don't want to bore people with numbers, but. We're 33% on third downs all last year. So we're going into a new year hoping that we can convert more third downs. And I think that's going to help the team win some closer games this year. You know, but it starts up front, in my opinion. Phil, let's talk about the East Carolina wideouts. And we'll start with the leading receiver the last couple of years. And that is Tyler Sneed. What a story he is. He went from not on the roster uh, in the, the, the game he made his debut in. I was there at that game and looking at the card they give you before the game in the in the uh, press box. And he is not listed uh, on that roster. And now we all know his name. Um, how much do you enjoy him work, uh, working out of the slot, Phillip, and everything he's able to do uh, despite his size? Great player, man. He's a, he got a lot of heart. You know, it's something that I can relate to. I think any walk-on period, anybody that's coming to your team, they're doing something that you didn't expect. It. You should be excited. But it's, when you're a person who walked on the team, means you weren't on anybody's radar. They, you know, they slip past you. And you got two different types of players that are walk-on players, in my opinion. You got people who are very athletic and come to your team, and they can help you, and you just find a way to put them on the field. And you got players who were good already in high school, like myself, and you just slip, you know, you slip past people just because of your size. Um, but it's a confidence thing, and I feel like he has a lot of confidence. And when you're that type of player, it's the mindset that you have. Like you got to go in the games saying, like, nobody thought I was going to be here. You know what I'm saying? I don't care how nice he seems to people. I met him a few times, too. Nice dude. I seem nice to people, too. But when I'm on that field, <laughs> I know everybody felt like I shouldn't be there. And so that makes you go harder. Um, and I don't feel like you really owe nobody nothing. Like, they slipped up on you. So now you got to show them why you should be in the game and keep yourself on the field because it's always somebody trying to take your spot. Each and every year I was there, somebody was trying to take my spot. I already knew it. The opportunities were slim in our room. It was just one of those heavy depth wide receiver rooms where if you miss your opportunity, that's it. Somebody else going to make it happen. That's the kind of culture that they got to have. But I think when a walk-on makes plays like Tyler Sneed, it bleeds onto the other team, bleeds onto your to your uh, your actual team, and, and it makes them like, all right, we got to go harder. You know what I'm saying? Like, because some of us got scholarships and we ain't going as hard as he's going. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's uh, something that in the locker room everybody respects. 
that's probably why everybody respects him. He's a great player. I love watching him play. And Phil, not only were you battling a deep wide receiver room, you were you were on a team that did not throw the ball as much as you know even. Uh, this inclination of ECU, uh, ECU's offense, or the Lincoln Riley era for sure. So you were uh, you, you were doing a lot of run blocking when you were in, uh, even if you were in the game, right? Yeah, if you're in the game with Coach Kurt, period, you got to be able to block. <laughs> block, you probably ain't gonna play. But if you can, if you can't block. You better make plays all the time in practice. You know, we had to deal with knowing that we had a great running back behind us, and it's just a different type of offense. So that when your number gets called, you better make that play because if not, we're probably going to do a line play right after that anyway. And then it's over for you. You know what I'm saying? Philip, uh, let's talk C.J. Johnson. And he came on the scene a couple seasons ago. Uh, and, and, and then last year had 19 catches. Now, again, they, they played nine games, so you can add three more games, and he gets, what, maybe to 27 catches, something like that. So that number's way down for C.J. Johnson. The touchdown number's still up. He led the team in touchdowns with six last season, 21.3 yards per catch. And Donnie Kirkpatrick also pointed out last time we had him on the show all of the pass interference yards that C.J. Johnson had, which are kind of hidden yards that, that help the team out as well and then provide a first down and uh, and moving the chains. So, again, I, I still I don't look at last year as a good year for C.J. Johnson, yet still six touchdowns, still that big yards per catch. And it seems like, uh, Phillip, like all young players, he is maturing. He is realizing, you know, he has a shot here to do something really special with his size, with his skills. And uh, hopefully that translates to a big 2021 for CJ. Yeah, he's one of those players, man. Like, he got a lot of ability. You know, he's a person that other team, I don't care. They're going to go into games looking at the film saying, listen, we need to try to stop him because he can, he can really be a, pro- a problem. I was there in the Cincinnati game when it got ugly late and they put up all these points and he still lost because of the pick six. But he was balling. Like, there's some times where you can really see him doing some great things. It's just a matter of keeping him engaged. I'm sure, you know, his teammates got a lot of respect for him. So it's not really going to come from them. But, you know, his coaches got to find a way to get through to him and get him to stay engaged because he got a lot of ability, man. That dude can really end up playing on Sunday if he wants to. He got that kind of size and kind of skill. He knows how to track the ball. He's one of those receivers, man, like one-on-one, you got you to gotta look out, you know, if he's locked in. So I'm, I I just think mentally he knows how important this year is for him. And uh, if he can stay focused with it, he can do some great things. Philip, Mike Houston has a full tight end room for the first time since he's been here in Greenville. And, man, we've been waiting a long time for another Devon Drew. And, uh, you know, we had that in Bryce Williams, who was a, a very talented tight end for East Carolina, a guy that could split out wide, split in the slot like uh, like Devon Drew did. But that, uh, over the years, has been a weapon for East Carolina. We have just not seen it in a long, long time. Shane Calhoun last year had the most catches for a tight end for East Carolina with five. So it's just not a position that – East Carolina has utilized in the passing game that much. Now they have Calhoun coming back, and apparently he's had a great offseason. Uh, Ryan Jones is a, a Oklahoma transfer they're excited about. Aaron Jarman is a transfer from Temple. You still have Zach Bird. You have Brian Gag moving from QB to tight end. So you got a full room there, Philip, and we'll see if they use them more as blockers for Rajay Harris and Keaton Mitchell or if they get involved in the passing game. But, I mean, heck, you saw it firsthand uh, how much an explosive uh, receiving tight end can help the team uh, back in the Drew days, right? 
for sure. Especially when we already knew it, Drew, he was a good basketball player too. Like he's very athletic, he's a quarterback first. But like when you talk about third downs, that's the most important down for me. Really with football period. Like it's really about third down. Offense and defense. You gotta get them off the field. Offensively you gotta beat your person that's across from you, really win on your route. But they're gonna have to I'm sure they're gonna emphasize the blocking part of it first because this attack has to be like run. You got a lot of success from Harris last year. Mitchell can also have a I think he can have a breakout year because everybody's gonna be worried about what Harris doing. And you might get a different type of defense when it's your turn to come in. So Mitchell, I'm expecting him to do some things too. But third down, that's really like slot receiver, tight end down. Like if you tight end can get open and be a mismatch for somebody, you can move the chains, man. Especially if you can catch. But none of it's gonna work if they don't block first. Like I just know, I understand just from knowing Coach Shank for these all these years and just understanding Coach Kirkpatrick too, the way they think. I'm telling you, if you're not blocking first. Those plays ain't even gonna get called for you. You know, you gonna have an opportunity to to really make the plays that you want to make. I understand the guy only had five catches last year, but you know what kind of blocker was he? You know, he right. have been a good enough blocker for them. Just never really know. I'm not saying that about him, but it, who knows? You know what I'm saying? Hopefully, they can do both. I feel like in NFL, if you want to make it at that level, you got to be able to do both. Philip, uh, we talked. Uh, Bryce Williams joins us every fi- uh, every Wednesday on the show, and he said that. And and his position coach was Donnie Kirkpatrick, so he's around him more. But he said that I asked him who, what coach, you know, chewed him out the most at practice, and he said it was definitely Donnie. Which to me, I only see like the funny joke cracking Donnie Kirkpatrick. I don't see the guy that yells and cusses at y'all. But uh, you know who uh, would that be? Your answer as well for the the coach that chewed you out the most uh, at practice during your playing days? Uh, I ain't really, I ain't really get on me too much in practice. It was always for blocking for me. I would say him or Coach Holtz. When yeah. I mean, Holtz would get on you, just that's just how you do it. Like you going it don't matter who you are, you're gonna get on you. Meetings definitely Coach Carpatch because that's just my position coach. Yeah, I don't consider him to be a person that's just gonna go crazy on you but he can if you don't I guess if you don't execute what he's doing like he's offensive coordinator at this point I had him as just position coach you're not executing what he's doing if you weren't executing as a receiver you know he would be on you but it wasn't really I didn't think it was anything that was like too much for me to handle he knows how to put things in a way where you can like kind of like be funny but it's like alright it's just really on you too like you know what I'm saying it's going to be a laugh for the entire room but it's going to be for you to realize that you know he's trying to make you better um, but he can he can embarrass you too now. Any college coach, in my opinion, can put you on that embarrassing list. Like I just feel like parents go ahead and get ready for the <laughs> kid to play college. They can get embarrassed and just they got to get past it. You know. Philip Henry joining us on the Fixed NC Live Line, talking Pirate football, ECU, and App State coming up next Thursday. Our pregame coverage begins three thirty on the Bud Light pregame tailgate Saturday, September second. Uh, Philip, what, what is this point of the preseason like? You are exactly one week away from kicking off. Uh, fall camp is over. Classes have begun. You're tired of hitting your opponent, or in your case, running routes and blocking uh, uh, your opponent uh, that's on your team. You're ready for a, a new face, a new jersey. So what's the anticipation like for these players right now? What do you remember about that? one of the most exciting times like the beginning of the season one of the most exciting times especially right before because you don't really know exactly what to expect you've done a lot of things in practice and you know you go into the game and it seems like it's totally different like early you try to do the same things but once you start seeing pass flying and just hitting it's totally different you start realizing who's really gonna make the plays for you 
who's not ready for the moment. Like, it's a lot of things that you learn. But right before, you know, it's, it's very exciting. You've already been on campus before a lot of people. And then you got an opportunity to actually have people watching you play, man. Like, I think that's something that every college player should, should be able to experience is a chance to have people watching you play physically there. You know what I'm saying? And some of these guys, they never had an opportunity really to get that. You know, some players who just went through it their first time was during the COVID year. That was totally different, you know. And it's still around, so you got to just embrace when you got a chance to actually have fans in your presence because one thing about ECU, you know, that program is ran by the fans, man. Like, you got to have people there that can really – support you at all times. And it hasn't really been like that for a long time. You know, you see you got to get that back. But people, you know, fans too, they, it's fickle in a way. You know what I'm saying? You start winning, everything's going to pack out. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just yep. how it goes. So hopefully they can win some games, win some games early. I always say home wins are important. Neutral sites are cool for people to go to, but like that home game, yeah, that's the one you want to make sure you can win because it, it really makes a difference on your program. Looking forward to uh, South Carolina coming to town September 11th, and uh, and Philip, you know about being a fickle fan. When the 49ers are four and twelve, you don't you act like you don't care about them, but when they go to the Super Bowl, you're a fan again, right? That's that's how I know it's true. <laughs> there you go, uh, Philip. Let's talk uh, NFL receivers for five or so minutes before we let you go. Uh, I got my breakout guy for like like who's the Stefan Diggs or or Calvin Ridley this year the guy who's being drafted maybe a, a tad later than the studs but is going to put up stud numbers I, I hate to say this but I, this is how I feel he's in a super crowded receiver room but there's enough passes to go around I, I unfortunately I think C D Lamb is the breakout in uh, in 2021. What do you think about that projection? And, and who is your breakout guy, if you have one for this year? That's a good that's a good projection. I like C.D. Lamb to do some, some – to make some big plays this year. I think because you got Cooper around you, you got yeah. Michael Gallup around you, and he's – I mean, you, you can move him all over the field, C.D. That's a good pick. I like uh, – I'll tell you what. Two, really, A.J. Brown, I think, because they got Julio and double-team – I'm telling you right now, they're looking at Julio. So, A.J. Brown. So, you look at it two ways, Philip. You could say, well, they added Julio. That takes away his targets. But you're looking at it as that frees up A.J. Brown to do even more. Is that what you're, you're saying? And, the same, and I feel the same way about Thielen, too, for the Vikings. Justin Jefferson, yeah. they own him next year. He wanted the best receiver. It was one year, but I'm telling you, he's going to be here to stay. Like, he's a problem. I really feel like Thielen, wide open all year. He's going to make a lot of plays. A lot of plays. Both of them, but A.J. Brown and Thielen, those would be the two that I would say. And if you really want to dig super deep, if you're trying to really go deep, yeah, it's a chance, it's a chance, and people might not pick it, but it's a chance Deontay Johnson, yeah. slot receiver for Steelers, because you got Schuster, you got Claypool, like Johnson going to be running around like somebody please throw me the ball. And I feel like Big Ben likes to throw him the ball. So, he might be somebody nobody's picking, and you just see you sitting there chilling. You can get him, and he might be some points, especially PPRV. And and I, you know, another guy, maybe my twenty twenty two breakout is Deontay Johnson's teammate, but Chase Claypool. And I heard this on a fantasy football podcast. They made the point that there are too many good receivers that are on too few teams. Like the Steelers' wide receiver room is awesome. Uh, you could say, I guess, the Rams with Woods and Cup. Uh, you talked about the Titans with Julio and A.J. Brown, the Cowboys. 
um, Minnesota with Thielen and Jefferson. Like there are a, a, a lot of like the top 25, 30 receivers are teammates. So it's uh, it's interesting. Cincinnati got a few too. Boyd, Chase, Higgins. They got a few. Yep. Arizona got a few. Yeah. Got DeAndre. Got Kirk. Who was great last year? It's a, it's a it's a few teams that really got like it's stacked out there. I think on the low, nobody really think about on the low. Jaguars receivers, they're gonna make some plays this year. They got Shark. I like uh, Shark. I like uh, Lavisca Chenault as well. He's, Chenault, yeah. Marvin Jones. Oh man, always been a Marvin Jones fan. It's gonna be open. Don't forget, Marvin <laughs> Jones gonna make some plays. You are gonna get hurt too. Hey, Washington uh, finally prioritized receiver this offseason. They bring in Curtis Samuel to go along with Terry McLaurin. And I'm excited about De'Ami Brown, uh, Phillip. Should I be excited about him? You think the uh, former Tar Heel can can have a career in the NFL? Yeah, he was one of my favorite um, receivers in college. I thought he was good. I like USC having some good receivers. Like He was one of those ones that, like, all right, it can be a vertical threat, but also put the ball in his hands. He can make you miss. Like I think he can do something out there. I, th- I, I didn't forget about this. Do you guys still have a what was the receiver for NC State that was making some plays at one point? Nah, Kelvin Harmon got hurt last year and he was released this off season. I I did like him though, but nah, they they released him. That's a real that's a real reality right there for anybody listening. Yeah, if hurt you can get cut. Just understand that. Look, man, we saw uh, and and look, all I saw was highlights. I wasn't at Minnesota Vikings training camp or anything, but Blake Prohl was having a highlight on Twitter every single day. And Philip, he gets hurt and gets released. And you want to talk about a reality? You go from being on the right side of making an NFL team to now not having a job and having to rehab. And man, that's uh, that's got to be tough for him. But man, he was uh, he was making plays. Hopefully, he can try to make it back uh, next year. Yeah, hopefully he can. And he got great hands. He's gonna make some plays. You just gotta give him opportunities. People, you know, have a chance to get opportunity. You gotta make the best of it. He's one of them. You can also flip it and say, you know, you got people like Justin Hardy that's been in his league. Yeah. But you're trying to find yourself a place to play, man. Like it can get rough and tough. And I think mentally, that's something that needs to be talked about more. Really, like players who actually go to the NFL don't make it. You know how their mental health is. And then people who've played football for a long time and then it's over for them. Like, it's got to be ways for more people to talk about that to those athletes, be able to talk to their former coaches, be able to talk, go back to their programs and get some some, some real support mentally because just because a person talking to you saying everything's okay, it's really not the time. Yeah, and, and if you've got, like, just one singular goal in mind and that all comes to an end, I mean, that's tough on somebody to, you know – have to uh to do something to to try to find something to do uh that they've never even even thought about and uh you know it's uh you're right uh that needs to be uh certainly discussed more philip your um your 49ers are in would you say the toughest division in football yes absolutely i mean i could see you can make an argument of any of those teams winning that division and and you know going to the super bowl and stafford came over and he can make every throw yeah it was like now you got to deal with Stafford. Problem. It's a real problem. <laughs> uh, what's your take on? Uh, we got Chandler. The, we'll wrap it up here, and we got Panthers fans tuned in. What's your take on the uh, 2021 Panthers? And I guess Philip, it all it all comes down to Darnold, right? Is he good or not good? Yeah, I, we we on the same page. It's gonna come down to Darnold. Um, when I be thinking about last year, sometimes I'm like, 
Teddy Bridgewater really was the he was on the UN, he was on that Carolina team that didn't have McCaffrey. Some people don't be thinking about that. Like that's the one time McCaffrey just wasn't available. So this year is a big year for McCaffrey too. You know, so I think if he comes back and he's healthy like he's supposed to be, offensively they'll be fine. Defense they might be I don't know. I like their D line though. They I got a good they got a good D line. But offensively they should be okay, man. You got Darnold who's already had Robbie Anderson before. They should have that connection. DJ Moore coming back. Man, McCaffrey coming back. Like, what's the problem? Like, fix it. <laughs> he's not good. Put some points on the board. Let's go. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're right. When you break it down like that, they do have uh, a lot of weapons on that offensive side. Comes down to uh, what Darnold can do with those guys. PH, we could do this for hours, but I'll let you run, man. Love talking football with you. Let's do it again sometime this season, and uh, we'll get you back on. But uh, glad to hear you're doing well, man, and always enjoy it, Phil. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. And hopefully I can, you know, I might call in on that fifth quarter call so I can talk to Billy Weaver. <laughs> you know, too. Don't you be surprised it. if I call. Yeah. It'd be me on the other line like, hey, you know, I just watched the game. We're, we're going to give you uh, line five. We have a number, a, uh, a different number. We'll give you the VIP number so you can get right in and, and talk to me and Weave. I appreciate it. <laughs> those players that might be, you know, listening to this right now that need somebody that they want to talk to about what's going on mentally, they can talk to me. They can reach out to me for sure. PH32.net. I'll respond. Good stuff, Philip. Uh, we'll talk to you again uh, later on this season. There's Philip Henry, great dude, and uh, – Love talking football with them here on Pirate Radio. We'll take a timeout, come back, wrap up hour number one when we return on Pirate Radio Live after this. Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at University Sportswear ENC.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back. University PC Care has been Pirate Nation's go to IT expert since 2006. University PC Care are the local tech support experts for any business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now let's head back into Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Cliff Rock. All right, wrapping up our number one, once again, Harold Varner III. Great opening round at the BMW Championship. Looks like he's going to have to finish top three to get into next week's final FedEx Cup uh, Championship uh, playoff tournament. And right now he is tied for fourth. And if you look at the live FedEx Cup point standings, the projections on what they would be if the tournament ended now, he would finish just outside the top 30, uh, 32 to be exact, that he would need to get into uh, next week's tournament. He is minus five in the clubhouse right now. Sam Burns is eight under par. John Rahm is on 18, eight under par. Those are the leaders. So HV3, three shots back at the lead. But tied for fourth after a great day at the BMW Championship. This is in Maryland. They are playing this week. Um, no preseason football tonight. Uh, some Major League Baseball going on on right now. The Baltimore Orioles won last night, snapping a 19-game losing streak. And they will now have a winning streak because they are up 10-1 to over the Angels 
in the eighth inning. The Reds have a 5 nothing lead over the Brewers, and the White Sox have opened up a 4-1 to lead over the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, quickly, other news and notes. Ronnie Woodward will join us uh, in just a few moments. moments. I got a full page of over-unders for ECU in 2021, so we'll try to predict the season from a stats standpoint. We'll do that uh, in just a moment with Ronnie, but did see a story today uh, by Heather Dinich on ESPN.com. The Pac-12 will not pursue expansion at this time. It sounds like the alliance move they made earlier this week with the ACC and the Big Ten was kind of to stabilize what was going on, make sure that they're in agreement to all stay together as as individual conferences to not have any of their teams go to the SEC, you know, bring in maybe other schools from the Big 12 or American. I don't know. It was kind of – it might be much ado about nothing, but uh, it looks like the Pac-12 is going to try to stand pat, and I think they are hoping that the Big 10, the ACC – Uh, will stand pat as well with what their conferences look like at this moment. Conference realignment with the uh, Texas and Oklahoma news back in the headlines as we kick off the 2021 college football season. Let's uh, let's take a break. We'll come back. Hour two on the way with Ronnie Woodward. And we'll preview week zero and look at some week one lines with Jeff Nadeau, the big man on campus. That's coming up. Hour two of Pirate Radio Live. More on the way after this. Listening to Hour Two of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Domino's of Greenville has three locations to take care of you. Take, take advantage of the week long carryout deal of all three topping pizzas for only $7.99. Order online today at dominoes.com. Now let's head back into Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Flip Brock. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday. If you want to check out uh, ECU in South Carolina in football, it's European football, soccer. Uh, That's going on tonight at Johnson Stadium at 7.05. You can watch it on ESPN+. Plus. The 10th-ranked Gamecocks in town to face East Carolina. I also saw uh, that ECU women's basketball has released their non-conference schedule. Uh, includes a road game at Wake Forest. And, I don't know, not much else to, uh, to speak of uh, regarding that. So, Pirates will open up on the road with Middle Tennessee and High Point. Those games, November 9th, November 12th. Home opener will be a Monday date with the Gardner-Webb running Bulldogs. So the uh, ECU women's non-conference basketball schedule is out with dates. Not a lot of tip-off times yet. Uh, that, those will come later and as we get closer to the season. Let's uh, bring in Ronnie Woodward from the Daily Reflector. He joins us here on the Fixed NC Live line one week away from kicking things off at Bank of America Stadium, East Carolina, and Appalachian State. Ronnie, how you doing today, man? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me on. 
on the live line, doing a little uh, Mr. Mom duty this afternoon, hanging out the house. So we successfully make this without Annie getting some words in on the air. That would uh, that would be great. All right, let's try to. Uh, is uh, Annie awake at the moment? She's asleep. She's okay. In the room. She's sleeping. We're good. I'm chilling. So uh, yeah. I think we got it. All right. Hopefully that nap will continue for the next 30 minutes or so. Uh, We need to go and dive into it, Ronnie, because I want to make sure we we get all this in. I I got a lot of over-unders. I realized right as I called you during the break that I forgot to send you the list over. So you're going off the top of your head on these. So I'm going to go ahead and apologize for that. Uh, But just give me your gut reaction uh, to the questions I'm going to ask. Let's go ahead and get rolling, and we'll start with wins. East Carolina will have over or under four and a half wins in 2021. Four and a half. I like the over. Okay. Um, yeah, I feel pretty good about that one. I think you could have said it more like five, five and a half. Okay. Uh, if it, if I said five and a half, what would you say? That would have been tough. <laughs> uh, I might have still taken the over thinking six and six. But at four and a half, if you'll give me five and seven as like a – bottom uh whatever like hedge like a bottom basement situation then we'll know, call it a floor over. floor <laughs> there we go that's all i'm going for uh yeah all right um <laughs> i'll go over dude would if ecu loses to ab state next week and we went back and did it and i said over under five and a half what would you say if they lose that game my point being, they need to win against App State for you to feel good about six, right? Or am I wrong? Uh, not necessarily. Okay. I think so. Okay. Uh, trying to look at. I still think the the kicker. No, I don't think so because you could be. You could be South Carolina and Marshall and Tulane in theory, and be. And you're going to beat Charleston Southern. You you got four yeah. right in a row in that case if you think that's yeah, possible. So you could, yeah, I mean, I, the weird thing, honestly, about this schedule, and I was doing some stuff earlier today trying to rank, I think I sent it to you, I ranked the, not wins and losses for each game, but, like, which games are the hardest, 1 through 12. Yeah. And really, I mean, App, South Carolina, Marshall, Tulane, Houston, to some extent, although I think Houston and Memphis are really tough, but, like, Navy, I mean, there's a handful of, of toss-up games. So even if they lose to App, turn around and beat South Carolina the next week. And then especially if you go win at Marshall, which I think is doable, then, yeah, then again, you get to Charleston Southern, you're 3-1. and one. So they just have to win the right combination of those games. Maybe the, the scenario, the, the disaster scenario to some extent, if you start 0-2 and, and then you got to go to Marshall yeah. and 0-2, then you kind of do have to win that one to stay on track for six wins, I think. But All right. um, I think yeah, South Florida and Temple at home are very winnable. And then I, I think the kicker with me is, is the two-lane game, really, um, is the real swing game. I think just looking at it, and again, I think some combination of the first three, got to get one. I think two is, is possible. All right, points per game over under 34. Last year, ECU averaged 30.2 points per game. Can they move that up? Uh, a field goal uh, or four points over under 34 i'm gonna go under okay not necessarily a bad thing either uh 
maybe that means you're running the ball effectively and using the clock a little more, not having to be down in games and trying to score. You know, some of those games last year, and really obviously the last few years, is is trying to rally in the second half and, and up tempo and trying to score a bunch of points where you get some kind of late, like UCF last year, some garbage points kind of make that number go up a little bit. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go under by miss. I don't. I think that just means it's a more balanced, complete team than just trying to score kind of points when you're out of games late. Okay, uh, the, the garbage time points. How about over under opponents points per game? Thirty two. Last year the Pirates gave up thirty four point four, uh, thirty five point four points per game. Can they take that down a field goal? Hmm, that's a good one. Um trying to look at the schedule i'm trying to think of i mean they gave up 49 to georgia state that was really a uh a low point i mean central yeah. florida's gonna score houston's gonna score memphis will likely score cincinnati can score I, you know memphis in there is is tough uh they did have they beat temple 28 to 3 so that was kind of a plus i don't know if they're gonna hold another team to three points this year maybe Charleston Southern. Charleston Southern, South Florida, and Temple are games where you could really help this opponent's point per game stat. Yeah. Last year they beat South Florida 44 to 24. I could see something maybe similar to some extent this time. Um, 32, over or under. And it was, last year was at 35? 35, yeah. I'll go over. All right. There you go. I think it's about the same number, maybe. All right, I, this was tough for me to do. Uh, Holt Naylor's passing yards—I really didn't know what to put it at. Uh, in 2019, when he had a, a full season, he had 3,387 passing yards, and you know, last year that number was was down with uh, you know the games being played, and he missed a game with that false positive COVID test. Um, I put it at 3,400, which is like 13 more yards than he had in 2019. And now, again, some of that is garbage stuff, like you talked about earlier. So, again, Ronnie, I didn't know where to put this when I put it at 3,400. What do you think? Um, I think I'd probably still go over, but I think that's a good number. Um, Let me go. I'm going to go 2014 and just see what Shane Carden had, just for S's and giggles. Uh, Carden had 4,736, 4,736 yards. I'm putting whole Naylor's uh, 1,300 yards below that at 3,400. So that might be a bad line we've discovered. Well, I don't I, look. That's okay. I, I don't know. Shane Carden is not a great. Maybe I should go back to see what. Um, like Patrick Pinkney. <laughs> Let, let's do that for fun. <laughs> uh, Patrick Pinkney, 2009. How many passing yards did he have in a season? 2,947. So that's like yeah. 500 below or, four, you know, so maybe that's yeah. not terrible. 450 yards. Uh, so what are you going to do? Over or under? Over, you said? I'll go over. All right. I'll go over. And a, a clarification, are we include? is this regular season only or including a postseason game? Um, I believe it includes, uh, uh, well, yeah, I'm going to take these numbers like, Cardin's included a 13th game, so this includes a bowl game. Okay. Then, yeah, I like the over. All right. For sure. Holt Naylor's rushing yards gain. Now, in college football, 
if you get sacked, your numbers, uh, your rushing numbers go down, like your your total yardage. But for rushing yards gained, Ronnie, it doesn't count in those negative plays. So we're just talking about rushing yards gained for Holt Nailers. He had 530 in 2019. He had 260 in, what, eight games last year? Is that right? They were scheduled to play nine, and he played eight. So 530, 260. I went – I probably went low. I went 450 yards. Now, remember, though, in 2019 – Demetrius Mooney was the leading rusher. Holden Aylers was the second leading rusher on the team. They couldn't really run the ball at all. So I think that's why I put the number a little lower. But 450 yards gained for Holden Aylers. Over or under? Um, under. Okay. I don't know how great I feel about that one, but I'll, I'll stick with under that most of the carries and the legwork obviously goes to Keaton Mitchell and Rajay Harris. And they don't need Aylers to run for yeah. 100 plus yards. Yeah. All right. Holton Aylers interceptions. He had nine last year in eight games. He had 10 in 2019. I uh, put the over under at nine and a half. Will he have double digit interceptions this year? Um, Over. Okay. I didn't do a touchdown prop, but. You thinking more TDs and more interceptions for him this season? Yeah, I'm doing. I'm gonna say just more because um, Mason Garcia. But I was doing some stuff. I know, I know it's the Georgia State game, obviously Navy, and he played in one other game, maybe South Florida. I don't know which game or Cincinnati, maybe. But he played in three games. Um, so yeah, I think Holton again the extra game. The fact that he missed Navy, I think his numbers might just be up just by volume more than and i think they're going to play in a lot of close games again the games we talked about earlier the handful of south carolina marshall temple south florida app state um navy you know i think he's going to be in a lot of games a lot of situations just volume i'm going to go over on a lot of his numbers all right ronnie um Rajay Harris and Keaton Mitchell combined rushing yards. Last year, they had 1,067. This season, I'm putting the over-under at 1,400. Combined rushing yards for Harris and Mitchell. That's a good one. I'll stick with this and go over. All right. I like them. Would you like to tell me how many each of them will have? How split do you think it's going to be? Like, Harris has 300 more yards, 400 more yards. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I think so. But honestly, I mean, in an ideal world, I think it could be really even just because maybe Harris gets more carries, but Mitchell mixes in some long runs that increases his yardage. You know, but I don't know. Again, I mean, it, Roger Harris has speed. I mean, he had an 80-yard touchdown against Navy. So I think both of them have big play potential. And the other side of it, too, is I think they're going to get more receptions this year than they have in the past. There's going to be some different ways to get them the ball. It's not going to be just lining up and handing it to them. So, um, like, total yards would be a whole other yeah. thing to probably factor in. If you factor in how many years. I think they're going to get a decent amount of receptions, honestly. Okay. Um, Keaton Mitchell, over or under 14 and a half catches. He had 11 last year. 
Over. Definitely. Okay. I think he could get the 20s, maybe 30s. Interesting. On a good day. On a good day. Rajay Harris rushing touchdowns. Over, under, six and a half. He had four last season. I'm going to go under. Chandler, can you bring me a pen? My pen is at a very tough spot under the desk right now. All right, you're going under on Harris at six and a half. I'm going to go under. Okay. Spread out. Ehlers is going to get some sneaks. Thank you, sir. So, under. Yep. Okay, so under for that, and you went over for Mitchell. All right, Ronnie, I told you we were going to take a break. Let's just uh, go to another 10 minutes or so, and we'll wrap it up with you. Um, Okay. Tyler Sneed catches. I didn't know what to put this at. 53 and 66 the last two seasons. I put him at 73 and a half. Tyler Sneed catches in 2021, 73 and a half. I don't feel great about it, but under. Mm. Mm. Tied in. The tight end and the running back. Okay, all right. I, I love when you say a reasoning and it leads into one of a, another one I have. The number of receptions for ECU's leading tight end this year, over under 14 and a half. Last year, Shane Calhoun led ECU tight ends with five catches. Well, the leading receiver at tight end for ECU this year, no matter who it is, have over or under 14 and a half catches. Oh, man. So I'm looking at 2019. Zach Bird had 11. <laughs> oh. They got to get more than that, right? I'll go over. I'm going to buy the tight end hype. They're gonna, I think fans and people ask every practice about a tight end question. They're like, Donnie's going to feel pressure to throw it to the tight end like too much. Is that possible? What do you think? Uh, I think that you – think way too highly of us in the media thinking Donnie Kirkpatrick cares what we have to ask him. <laughs> he gets asked every time we have Donnie Kirkpatrick like, you didn't, tight ends are going to be a big thing in this offense, right? You didn't use them enough like every single time. Now, I've been guilty of it, but every time somebody asks him about it. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go over. So I'm going to continue to ride that hype train and okay. say over. All right, uh, 2015, Bryce Williams had 58 catches. Wow. Now, uh, he played a lot in the slot uh, but well, and in the backfield, but he was the tight end, so that is by far the most we've seen in a long, long time. Let me check. Uh, could be Ryan Jones. How about a wild card there? I'll sure. Ryan Jones, maybe. I've been hearing more about his name uh, getting as we get closer to the season, right, Ronnie? He's been talked about. Yeah. Yep. All right, C.J. Johnson had six touchdowns last year in like 18 catches. The Chris Carter, all he does is catch touchdowns. Great ratio there. Uh, he had four the previous year, and I might have that back. No, I think it was six and four in that order, 2020, 2019. Um, I might have went too high here. I said seven and a half for C.J. Johnson touchdowns. My thought is he's going to have way more than 18 or 19 catches this year. Um, but can he turn those into two more touchdowns? Seven and a half for C.J. Johnson. Seven and a half. Hmm. I kind of like him at seven. But um, yeah, I'm gonna go under. I think seven is the maybe the right number. 
Okay. Um, I'm with you there. I think I think a big eight or nine is possible, but I'll go safe and go under. All right, the number of receptions for ECU's third leading receiver. So it was, and I'm trying to uh, let me pull it up real quick. So the, the the third leading receiver on ECU, how many receptions will they have? It was 54. Well, I guess CJ and Blake Pro each had 54 two seasons ago. Um, yep. So that would, I guess, be considered uh, the third receiver there. And then last year, the answer was 19. <laughs> so that is like a super big difference. Uh, Sneed and Pro were by far your leaders, and then 19 for CJ. Um, this year, I'm putting it at 32 and a half. So Sneed will be the leading receiver. And then you got whoever number two is. Will receiver number three have over or under 32 and a half catches, Ronnie? Yes, over. Do you want to throw out your order, your names? I'm trying to think. I guess maybe Sneed, Johnson. Number three is a real wild card. Yeah. Um, I don't know who it could be. Yeah. Uh, one of the running backs, maybe. Oh, yeah. If you think Keaton Mitchell, well, you had him in the 20s. I, I don't know if he's going to play enough to get 33. That's a lot. Yeah. Let me look back to uh, 2014. I'm going to see how many catches Breon Allen had out of the backfield. Or should I look at Coop? I'm mind there on the, the fly and go under. <laughs> okay. Let's see, 2014, Breon Allen had 35 catches. He was the fourth leading receiver. Right on it. Wow, okay. That's pretty interesting. And let me look at uh, Coop the year before, and then I'll get your final answer on this one. I like it. All right, Ventavious Cooper out of the backfield had 44 catches and was the third leading receiver in 2013 behind Hardy and Zay. Uh, So what are you going to do here? Third leading receiver, 34 and a half. 32 and a half. 32 and a half. I feel like somebody's got to get there. Um, I'll go. Man. Um, <laughs> all right, so we're going to Sneed and Johnson are one and two. Yeah. Who's the third guy and how many catches will he have? uh i'll go over okay who it is you're in for over 33 somehow yep all right sacks by the defense they had 14 last year in nine games i went 19 and a half that gives you three extra games potentially a bowl game and i think the defense will be a little better so can they get to 20 this year ronnie under okay all right your smith gets like half of them Chandler, who was uh, ECU's leading sack artist in 2020? My boy, Jaira Wilson. Jaira Wilson, nah, 3.5 sacks last year, led the team, Ronnie. This is not an over-under. This is a player. Who will have the most sacks for ECU this year? Oh, man. That's a good one. Um, do I get a complete wild card? No, oh, boy. Lewis? That's not a wild card. If he's the starting Russian, that's not much of a wild card. So when you asked me earlier today who the sack leader was last year, I said Rick DeBrew. Yeah. I think that might be who it is this year. That's not a bad guess. Um, 
man, should I just team up with Chandler here and go Rick DeBrew? All right. Sure. I mean, he is a rocked up guy. Yeah. I'll go. You know, Rick DeBrew is a pretty rocked up guy. Well done, Chandler. Uh, and Ronnie, last year, uh, go ahead. I'm yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I like Chandler's thinking there. All right. Look up to Brew. He had one sack last year. Hey, let's do it. All he needs is like three more, four more. Yeah. Uh, FOMO, FOMO. Uh, who has the most interceptions on the team this year? Last year was Jaquan McMillan with four. DJ Ford. Hmm. All right. Does he have more than four? Or do you like that number? I like five. Uh, I think four is pretty. Okay. Fair enough. Ronnie, that's all I got. All right. That was good. That was a fun assignment. The field goals. Yeah. I mean, what do you want me to – I could say yeah. how, how many field goals will ECU kickers miss this year. Jake Verity missed seven field goals last year, and he was like one of the best we've ever had. And now he's about to get scooped up by an NFL team. Yeah. So will the Pirates miss over or under seven field goals in uh, 2021? Uh, I'm going to say yes. Okay. It was over or under. So. Oh, over. <laughs> you asked it in a question. Will they miss? And I said yes. Okay. All right. Uh, Chandler, uh, I don't know how much of these you – did you agree or disagree? Do we not agree? Let's do yours real quick, Chandler. Do we not agree? Uh, wins in 2021 over under four and a half i want to go over i think they can at least get the five all right um hold nailer's interceptions over under nine and a half i want to go under okay chandler is a mr positivity by the way we should point out uh tyler sneed catches over under 73 and a half i like yeah i think the tight end hype is going to live up Lord, so, y'all, and, y'all and, are crazy. Uh, people are wilding out here. I, I'm going to go under. <laughs> we will not have a tight end have more than 10 catches this year. I, I'm just going to say that. I don't know. I'm starting to get a little nervous. Like, I think Ryan Jones might They might have him doing stuff. <laughs> I like Like Calhoun. trick stuff maybe like three or four times a season. But I just feel like I feel like the tight ends aren't out there on the field practicing with Holton after practice, but Tyler Sneed is, and that's why Tyler Sneed's going to get those catches to get him over 73. Well, yeah, he's going to get his. Uh, we're about out of time, Ronnie. So, yeah, I saw you were working on something with uh, ECU's hardest games. Are you going to put that out for the public at some point? I am. I'm hoping to finish it up tomorrow and should be out there maybe tomorrow or Saturday. All right. We'll be on the lookout for that. And, uh, Ronnie, we will talk to you next Thursday. And uh, I guess during the – not on this show, but on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. How about that? Yeah, that will be cool. Hopefully I'm in Charlotte. We can do the phone thing again from across the state and see how it goes. Sounds good. Ronnie, thanks for joining us, man. Hope everything's – The the – uh, Bud Light pregame tailgate. Did I get that right? Bud Light pregame tailgate. Yeah, I did. Three to seven. Three thirty to seven thirty. Ah, I was close. Okay. <laughs> All right, we're out of time, Ronnie. Okay, we gotta go. All right. <laughs>
<laughs> Ronnie's just kind of must muttering to himself there at the end. I don't think you wanted to go. Ronnie's like, I don't, I don't want to tend to this baby. Please talk longer. Uh, do you want to talk about anything else? Oh, the baby's waking up. Please. Uh. He's <laughs> still there. Roddy, you just want to hang on the rest of the show? This is like free time. <laughs> During a commercial break, you'll hear Ronnie just be like, oh, that's a good commercial. I like that. Yeah. That's good. Oh, free time I think I'm going to get Chico's uh-huh. tonight. <laughs> I kind of like him just yeah. faintly in the background. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're, all right we're Ronnie, pulling, we gotta go. We're pulling your pot down. Pull his pot see, down. See you, Ronnie. Bye. I do like Jeez. that. Though. He was just bad there, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to. Um. All right, let's take a timeout. We'll come back. Jeff Nadeau joins us next. We'll talk week zero, week one, and NFL. Yeah, all right, I'll do that too. Yeah, that sounds really good. Right, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. That pretty good. Cool. Right. Obviously. That's yeah. Bud Light pregame town game. Seven to put seven to three to seven. <laughs> We're back with you after this. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Brown and Wood is your home with the best selection of GMC, Cadillac, Buick, and Mazda in eastern North Carolina for over 83 years. Shop their entire inventory online at brownandwoodauto.com or visit them on Greenville Boulevard today. Now let's head back into Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Clip Rock. Back with you, Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Let's spend a few minutes with the BMOC, the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau. Joins us on the Fixed NC Live line. Jeff is a busy man. Got the sit-down podcast. Got Pig Central coming up Friday at 11.55 a.m. He'll be on with Brandon Walker and the guys talking college football. And also, big man, I've seen you uh, put out some videos of the week uh week zero contest which are coming up this saturday so you've been all over the place here uh the last few days right busy time clip bro but i always make time for you and uh excited to talk thanks as always for having me let's uh let's dive into week zero one last time jeff we have uh you had a lean on hawaii ucla and when we talked to you on monday you said you didn't think you were going to play that game you also were getting more intrigued in illinois nebraska and also uh, mentioned something about Utah State, or excuse me, Southern Utah and San Jose State. So let's get uh, your final take on Week Zero, Jeff. First of all, are you playing anything officially? Yeah, I, I played Nebraska. I laid six and a half. I think um, you know, for me, I, I got to be honest. Cup. I haven't seen one person on on the favorite here, and you know, I'll gladly be on that side. Um, look, I think at nine, you know, maybe have some interest where it was when it first opened up. Look, if you get seven and a half. Maybe you take the dog. But if I can lay under a touchdown here, I think they're the better team. I think these are two teams really kind of as the season goes on are going to kind of go in different directions. I'm actually quite interested this year in this Nebraska offense. This is finally, you know, as we've talked about Chip Kelly, this is it's starting to become, you know, Scott Frost. you got to win now. And this is a team that on offense really should have no excuses. Um, they're a team that has a good quarterback, a guy that, you know, we have to remember, Clip, they 
were in the running, I think, at one point to maybe grab Joe Burrow from Ohio State. Uh, they decided, uh, you know what, uh, we're going to stick with uh, you know Martinez. And, look, he's got to start performing as if he was a Heisman Trophy kind of guy, which is what a lot of people thought he would be. They have a good offensive line. Everybody's back. They have some seal vision players that I think are really good. Scott Frost needs to start acting like the coach that he was when he was at uh, UCF. This is a team that should be able to score plenty of points. When I look at Illinois, and Brandon Walker made a good point about them when I was in there a couple of weeks ago. He had kind of mentioned that you know Illinois is a team that they have Bielema, and that's exciting. This is a good coach. He always has blue collar, really beefy uh, teams that you know play pretty good defense. But I think it's going to take some time for them to kind of get going. I don't love their quarterback, Brandon Peters. I think defensively they're going to have some real question marks. Um, I think for Nebraska this year, defensively I think they take a step forward. They have some really good NFL prospects on this team. I think they're obviously playing with a kind of a lift after getting blown out last year by Illinois. I think Nebraska gets the job done here. And I think go on the road and really kind of open some eyes. I think they win this one 31-20, something like that. Um, again, it's all going to be about the number. Look, at seven and a half, eight, nine, maybe I look towards the dog. But yeah. at this price, we're at it, six and a half, I'm going to lay it. Try to start the college football season off with a W because that'll be the first game coming up just after 1 p.m. Uh, Eastern time on Saturday, I believe, on Fox. Nebraska taking on Illinois. Jeff, uh, any other action on Saturday uh, or uh, you, you staying away from the rest of the card? Yeah, you know, it's all intriguing. And as you know, I can pretty much talk about whatever game. Yeah. I think, you know, the San Jose State-Southern-Utah game. You know, Clip, on Monday night, this was 20-and-a-half for San Jose. It's been bet up to 24-and-a-half. Yeah. It makes a whole lot of sense. This, I remember you saying on Monday 20-and-a-half was a complete joke of a line. And you're right. Now it's four points difference in a matter of two or three days. Yeah, and again, that's obviously coming off of, you know, when you're getting above 21, you know, then you open some eyes. Now it's above 24. You know, they have to win comfortably by four touchdowns for you to feel good about it. And, you know, should they win, you know, 41-6? Probably. Uh, I think the big question that I always have with, with San Jose State, they're not an offense really that's Oklahoma or, or, or a Big 12 or even a high-end AAC team. They're not going to put up 50 a game. That's just not kind of how they play football. They do like to establish the run. They're a good defensive team. It's going to take longer drives. When I look at San Jose, they've also said their coach, Brett Brennan, that they're looking to obviously get up big in this game, pull their starters, and multiple freshmen, quote, will play. So they have their eye on USC in week one. So I think if you're going to attack this one at this number, I'm surely just looking at the first half, and that's about it. Um, should they win 38-3? Probably. Uh, and I'm not going to tell you to take Southern Utah. Southern Utah is vastly, um, you know, outclassed in this game. They have a decent team. They only lost They lost five games, four of which were by three or more last year. But this is a team that's not even a, a good big sky team, let alone a good FCS team. So Southern Utah should really blow them out. I'm not going to tell you to not take San Jose, but you're coming off a tough number. I would probably look first half if any. Jeff Nadeau joining us. We'll talk to the big man around this time uh, next week on the Bud Light pregame tailgate, getting you ready for all the Thursday night action. And it is a nice slate of games for next Thursday, including East Carolina and Appalachian State. And Jeff, we'll dive into uh, what you really like next week on these games, but I want to run over a couple with you here. Uh, your thoughts on next uh, Thursday night, 7 o'clock, 
Boise State at UCF. Boise State, uh, these are two teams with new coaches, right? And uh, I'm seeing UCF with a uh, five and a half, uh, as five and a half point favorites total as high as you would imagine, 69 and a half. But what do you think about those two teams and, and that matchup in particular in Orlando next week? Yeah, I, I thought one team made a really good hire. The other team didn't. Look, I'm not a Gus Malzahn guy. I, I think to go from Frost and Heupel to him, you know, not ideal. I, I think he's a guy that's obviously lost a step. Uh, it seems like he was at Auburn for way too long. Um, I have some real questions about this group defensively. I mean, they weren't good last year, and they lost their best defensive player, Richie Grant. So I have some real questions. You look at Boise, they bring in a real defensive guy in Andy Avalos. I've got to think that he's got to be salivating with this team. They've got a great offense. I think he's going to really grab a really good defense. They've got nine starters back, got a pretty good secondary. Look, it's all going to be about, at the end of the day, Clip, who can get a stop or two. This is a high-scoring game. I think it's probably first to 40 wins. Um, I'm going to take, to me, the better team. That's Boise State. I like both their quarterbacks. And I'm not going to tell you that I don't like UCF's offense, but I think it, at the end of the day, this is a dreadful team defensively. I think the best play is probably going to be over 71. I, I think it's first to 40 likely wins. I think at worst, this is like a, a you know, 40 to, to 34 type of game. I think I think someone's going to get into the 40s, um, if not both. A couple other games I want to ask you about another Thursday nighter next week, Jeff. Ohio State, 14-point favorites on the road at Minnesota. That total at 65 and a half. Uh, how about the Buckeyes and their season opener against the Gophers there? Yeah, look, obviously teams are, you know, when, when you talk about Ohio State, they obviously lost a ton of talent last year, but they have the best receiving core in the country. Uh, Chris Olave is just terrific. I mean, he's he's a guy that can make these, you know, uh, Odell Beckham type of catches. Just fantastic. They are just stacked at quarterback. It's really going to be could C.J. Stroud be the next guy in line for them. But I'll tell you what, Minnesota is tough. They're well-coached. They've got a really good running back in Muhammad Ibrahim. Might be one of the best in the country that you don't know about. Um, you know, obviously Minnesota lost some talent. They lose Rashad Bateman, and you know they're, they're going to have to be have some growing pains defensively. But I think they'll be plucky. I, I don't love this number. I think if you like the dog, you're, you're not really getting a good price here. Thirteen and a half is a crap number. Uh, I, I for more for me to get interested, I'm going to need like seventeen personally. Uh, Ohio State has the ability to win. 3820 here for sure if you're looking for a team to back for the national champion and you don't want to go alabama clemson uh you could go ohio state you could go georgia you could go down further with texas a&m uh you know north carolina usc whatever uh jeff uh your team is the sooners of oklahoma right did i see your you added even more to that today yeah, I have them at nine to one. I got them eight to one. I think you know at, at plus eight twenty, plus eight fifty. I, I think these are like terrific prices. I, I'm, I think they should be more like six to one. I, I think they're. I mean, Cliff, I could make the case. I think they're the best team in the country. First, um, well, the talk is they have a defense now to go with Rattler in the offense, right? Yeah, and, and look. I know people are going to try to say, well, I don't know about Rattler or whatever, but look, they're in the best situation from a quarterback standpoint. Just that simple. Uh, offensively, I, I don't even look at them offensively because I know they're going to score 40 points a game. I, I know they're, they're going to be one of the best offenses we have. The question has always been, Cliff, can the Sooners get stops? Yeah. Can they stop the opposing team? This year, 
it's finally time, I think, for Alex Grinch to go out and probably get another job after this year uh, as a coach. This defense is stacked, whether it's Thomas, Winfrey, Stokes, Benito in the middle of the linebacker group. They're secondary, are productive, they're really good. Um, I, I just hope that they're not one of these good on paper and then they end up not being good. They have the d- defense this year to, I think, really mirror the rest of the country as far as the high echelon teams. I think they're eschewing to get to the Final Four. It's a question of can they beat the other two teams? Eight, nine to one, just too good of a price to pass up on. I, again, will make the case this is the best team in the country headed into the season. Jeff Nadeau, man, it's so much fun talking college football with you. We'll hear you doing that coming up Friday on Pick Central, 11.55 a.m. And uh, I check it out on the way home from work every night. I download it. So check out the Big Man Friday on uh, Pick Central. Jeff, we will talk to you next week. Uh, In fact, we'll talk to you next week during our pregame show, the Bud Light pregame tailgate. So can't wait to uh, break down ECU App State and, uh, and get your selection for that one next week. Yeah, I look forward to it. I mean, that's one that I'm that I'm really kind of I'm all over the place with. I think it's interesting, but there are a couple lines. That one, Texas, U Lafayette. There's a couple uh, uh, ones here that that are really starting to stick out. I can't wait to chat about them with you uh, next week and uh, talk to all the people. I always enjoy uh, all the content we could do with you guys. Yes, sir. Thank you, Jeff, and uh, have a great weekend. Have a great show tomorrow on Pick Central. We'll talk to you next week. I appreciate it. Check it out, 11.55 Eastern uh, on uh, the Barstool uh, Sportsbook YouTube channel. Thank you, Clip. See you, bud. There's Jeff Nadeau joining us on the Fixed NC Live Line. We'll take a timeout, come back, wrap up Hour 2, and get you set for a big Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. Touchdown. Tony Collins is in the house. Troy D will be here. We have a giveaway for you. We got Mike Houston comments from Wednesday's post-practice and more. It's all ahead on Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. UBE, UBE has been an ECU tradition for over 50 years. Shop online anytime at piratewear.com. UBE has the biggest and best selection of EC sportswear and accessories for pirates of all ages. Every day is game day at UBE. Now let's head back into Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Cliff Brock. All right, we'll wrap up the hour like this. Uh, listen up carefully, Chandler and Glenn. You can pick one, one and only one game to watch week one next week. I'm excluding East Carolina and App State because we will watch that for our duties here at Pirate Radio and because we're all pirates also uh i'm going to exclude georgia and clemson because that is you know the game uh so here are your other options i'm going to give you ucf boise state as a matchup okay ohio state of minnesota north carolina at virginia tech oklahoma at tulane alabama versus miami Louisiana at Texas is a top 25 matchup. Two teams. LSU, UCLA, Notre Dame, Florida State. 
So again, that's Notre Dame in Tallahassee at Florida State, LSU at UCLA. That'll be a very visually pleasing game with those uniforms and the stadium and everything. Uh, Louisiana at Texas, Alabama, Miami, North Carolina, Virginia Tech, Oklahoma, Tulane, Ohio State, Minnesota, UCF, Boise State. What matchup, if you could only watch one, would you watch? I'll probably go with the second-year quarterback, Michael Pratt, at Tulane, <laughs> and Spencer Rattler yeah. going at it uh, in New Orleans. And uh, that game is congratulations, that? it will be the debut of Corey Glor. Oh, and I guess if you choose that game, you get to listen to Corey Glor say hello. I can't even do his voice. We hadn't talked to him. Hello. 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 I can't even do it anymore. The one zero. The one zero. The one zero. Third down. Glenn, what that's going to be weird. Yeah, very weird. Corey calling football. Yulman Stadium. Uh, they got Oklahoma to come to town. Glenn, what game would you choose? Do you, you remember the list? So I would probably pick the one that's on the same time as our game. UCF Boise. No, I would, I would pick oh. probably State South Florida. <laughs> that was off the board. Yeah, I know it was. All, I know it was off the board. Why would you it's choose at the same that game? time? South Florida stinks. Well, it's just somebody that we play. Okay. And then it's an in-state person, and it's not Carolina. So I mean, I, right. I, I, Carolina and Virginia Tech play on that Friday night, right? They do, and I like that you guys both went American. Oh yeah, right. yeah. I want to know I want about to see that teams American that, action, that we're going to play. You guys are company men. Did Mike, did Mike Rushko call him and say, <laughs> "You know what, Chandler and Glenn are two big proponents of and, the AAC and Lubbock"? I mean, do you do that? Like on, to me, on when we have an off week or whatever during the season, I'm looking at people that we could you know, we play in the future like i want to see i want to see teams that i know yeah kind of depending on I mean, our record if i mean we're, granted i mean the sec games that in the afternoon and the evening are your big big ticket items but other than that i kind of stick with the with the company line i'm starting to hear like okay alabama lost you know everything but they've had a, and, another and round right behind it they though. could be right for an upset they're, they're gonna beat miami by like 40 right yes yeah i mean i'm not i shouldn't even fool myself into thinking that's gonna be a good game they're right? steamrolling unless they like trip up in november maybe late october i mean texas a&m um could be the real deal this year alabama's got i don't believe it because they still have jimbo at florida on the 18th i mean they should win that game at Texas A&M uh, in the second week of October, Ole Miss, eh, Arkansas. Ole Miss's offense is legit. Yeah, they might. They just not. don't have a great defense. Ole Miss and A&M could be their most likely because of the offenses because they can put up points. Yeah. So there you go. All right, uh, man, it's an awesome week one though. I'm very excited uh, for next Saturday to be able to watch Some football. Interesting matchups. What is your too. choice, by the way? Did you say? Uh, Did I blank on that? No, now I'm not looking at it anymore. Um. Are you going Central Florida, Boise? Like that matchup would have been so spicy in past years. Yeah, it's it, unfortunate that I Boise it, is not what it was. Maybe it has lost its uh, luster some. Um, I wish these teams were better, but again, I can't get past that LSU UCLA and sunny Pasadena right, at the Rose Bowl. That's going to be so pretty to look at on Fox, and that is eight thirty our time. So it's five thirty out there. It's going to be perfect. You got like the the sun and then your eventual sunset. Um, it's kind of a way for LSU to play in the Rose Bowl without playing in the Rose Bowl. I like that. Um, I would either choose that. 
I'll, you know what? I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with that. I like it. I mean, I'll you're going aesthetics. Again. I like a I like a you know uh, nice different setting. All right, Tony Peterson. You know what? I'm gonna go Illinois and uh, <laughs> Nebraska this week. <laughs> Jeff Nadeau taking the Cornhuskers. All right, let's take a timeout. We'll come back. Hour three on tap. Tony Collins is here. Troy D will be here. We'll be here. I'm here. He's Chandler. here. Chandler's here. Glenn's here. He's here. We'll uh, be back with hour three of Pirate Radio Live after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Carolina Heartscapes. Making memories with your family and friends is what life is all about. If you have a dream of having a backyard patio fireplace, pool walkways, fire pits, or more, then Carolina Heartscapes is the place to call. Get started on your dreams today at Carolina Heartscapes on Fire Tower Road, across from Bostick Sug Furniture. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come and experience the difference at Tommy's now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now let's head back into Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Clip Rock. All right, Big Hour 3 on tap as we are one week away from East Carolina football. Pirates and Appalachian State going at it next Thursday, 7.30, Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte. We'll be with you 3.30 on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. And we will talk Pirate football this hour. Troy D alongside and touchdown Tony Collins inside the Pirate Radio Studios. What's up, fellas? Good to see you. Welcome back, Tony. You mentioned uh, Tommy's. Chandler coming back. I wanted to mention our friends at Tommy's are donating 10% of all sales today, Friday, and Saturday to the Humane Society here. So you might know today is International Dog Day. Did not know that. Happy Dog Day to everyone that has a dog. Happy Dog Day, big dog. And Yes, he's our dog. Here, (laughs) give him a wolf wolf. Um, So 10% of all sales if you go to Tommy's, any wash at Tom, from the most basic to the most elaborate, going on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, thanks to Tommy's Auto Wash for their support. Good luck with that uh, fundraiser. Pretty awesome. Good get deal. Car and they'll donate the money. We got Mike Houston comments to get to. We'll hear what Tony Collins has to say about next week's season opener. And uh, a lot more coming up this hour on Pirate Radio Live. Let's get a break in. We'll come back. And have it all for you when we return. Also, a giveaway this hour. We're back with you after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Carolina Heartscapes. Making memories with your family and friends is what life is all about. If you have a dream of having a backyard patio fireplace, pool walkways, fire pits, or more, then Carolina Heartscapes is the place to call. Get started on your dreams today at Carolina Heartscapes on Fire Tower Road, across from Bostick Sug Furniture. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Are you one who has been waiting before trying CBD? ENS Hemp is the area leader in CBD, and they want to educate you on how their products work. Get relief from stress, anxiety, fatigue, pain, and PTSD today at ENS Hemp on Fire Tower Road near Sam Jones Barbecue or online at eshempcompany.com. Now let's head back into Pirate Radio Live. 
Here's your host, Cliff Rock. All righty, hour three of Pirate Radio Live, one week away, Troy D, from kicking things off. Can you believe it? It'll be here before you know it. It's amazing. This time next week, we will week be morning. in the middle of the Bud Light pregame tailgate. It is. I've heard you guys talk about it earlier, like how it is literally like game week for us now, if you think about it that way, which is true. Uh, and it feels like it's already been game week for us. So first of all, we're 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 midseason form right now here at Pirate Radio. So I am ready. Our team is ready. We're set to go. I just hope ECU is ready. Tony Collins is ready. Oh yeah, I'm definitely ready. In fact, Tony already has a guarantee on this game. That's it, yeah. baby. That Next was like Thursday. We four weeks it. ago. We Tony's been it. ready. Yeah. We winning it. <laughs> so, uh, fired up, ready to go. Uh, I got some Mike Houston cuts. Want to hear some Mike Houston cuts? Hey, wait. But before we get into the Mike Houston uh-huh. thing, I, I just need to know, man, where, where'd you get the shirt from? Let's talk about the shirt. It's, it's a nice shirt, man. Oh, this old thing? I think, I think it'll look better on me, though, but where'd you get it from? Well, uh, actually, I got it. This is like a throwback shirt. Looks like I'm kind of bringing back the 90s with this. This shirt's brand new, though. Uh, got a, You might have heard me talk about our friends at Tailgate Classics. Yeah, I have. It's a, it's they have they specialize in throwback gear. Okay, and they they probably have, I might be able to find some old Tony Collins stuff. I bet they got some old Pat's <laughs> gear there. They do. Um, Chandler, you know you've been there yeah. with me. We were visiting with our friend Cam Higley over there this week. They're on Evan Street. They have a huge online presence too. I believe tailgateclassics.com.com. dot com. You can buy all types of stuff. This was a custom shirt they did. It has their logo on it too, uh, which I love. So it's it, really it's, it, it would look better on me. It's kind of like for those of you listening on radio, it's like a party shirt. It yeah. reminds me of the intro to Saved by the Bell. Yeah, it's very. <laughs> I, I kind of feel like uh, or uh, like generic cups. It kind of looks like, uh, you know, like the cups that have like the teal and purple scribbled on the side. Yeah, well, Chandler has one that's actually looks like the Dixie. It cup. looks like it, the Dixie yeah. water right. cup. Yeah. yeah, it looks. Yours this is a little bit safe. Trapper by the keeper, yeah. trapper keeper, Tra- saved yeah. by the bell. Yeah, style. I feel like a, like a, they've got a lot of cool stuff in there: polos, old sweatshirts, hats. It's a little Zach Slaterish, you know, gear. <laughs> I'm going to say this was inspired by the Saved by the Bell. Oh, yeah. I think you're right. As I watch the Open now. A lot of the same Very colors. Yeah, and, a lot uh, of the same images. <laughs> images. Yeah. So I like. what, what was the high school at Saved by the Bell? That would be Bayside. Bayside. I feel like I could be back at Bayside High with this yeah. thing. You yeah. act like you're there a lot, too. <laughs> so it fits right in. <laughs> you know what Lee D says? Oh, God. Clipper, you can grow old, but you can be immature forever. A great Lee Deism. Yeah. There. That is my dad, for those of you that don't know. He's got a lot of great one liners. That is definitely one of them. Tony, uh, what's up with your shirt? Uh, just a regular old New England Patriots yeah, shirt, man. Good deal. We're, but that, we're, this is we're, like. We're, we're going to the playoffs this year. It's like a multiple logo. It's like, what's the deal? You got like the regular logo and then a baby logo over here. Nah, logo had a baby. Tony. It's a logo. It's different, so, though. <laughs> you're going to the playoffs, but with what quarterback? Who's your quarterback? <laughs> I think it's gonna be Cam Newton this year. Cam Newton's gonna gonna, gonna take us to the promised land. Shoot, unless he gets no. hurt. Then if he get, then uh, if he does get hurt, you got the Alabama. I'm good for Mac Jones. Jones. Yeah, he's, Jones. Yeah, he's gonna, gonna take be, you there. Gonna be pretty good. Or he's he's gonna be taking snaps for the end of the season. Yeah. I think the time that Mac Jones takes his first regular season snap in the NFL, Cam Newton's career is donezo. I agree with Big Dog. Yeah, I think so when too. When Mac takes his first, snap, and it's going to happen this season. Yeah, you it's think gonna it's going to happen this season? I do. Oh yeah, I, I like it. I think it might happen before the bye week. Like it's going to happen early. <laughs> hey, but what, but what if Cam start? What if Cam's playing good? But he's not. You don't think he's going to play good? No. This year? Okay. 
You know what, Cam? He, he was he's injured done. last year now. He was pretty, he's been injured for five years. But, he, but he's healthy this year. We'll see what happens. No, he's not. not that mentally. shoulder is done, so, Bubba. You know what Cam spelled backwards is? <laughs> Mac. Mac. Think about that, folks. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Wow. That is some Bill Belichick voodoo right there. Uh, we brought in a guy whose name is spelled backwards. Cam. <laughs> Play quarterback. Yeah, Cam, go look at your name in the mirror. <laughs> That's our stuff. See what you see. <laughs> so you like this shirt? You said you want to try. How about uh, we'll switch shirts later? Oh, we're back to Troy's shirt. We're back to the shirts. No, I was going to say, say, we, we've during the next break. <laughs> I'll take your shirt. You take yeah, this that's shirt. That's okay. We'll that's okay. No, I want to say, let's do it. Yeah, he he wants, hey, every, time, hey, hey, every time I come, he's always trying to get me to take my right shirt now. off. Yeah, yeah. I always trying to get me to take my clothes off when I come. I would do it. <laughs> I trade with you right now. I've just got to get a little more rocked up. <laughs> COVID's coming back. Troy's like, hey, let's change clothes. <laughs> Put on this bra. <laughs> I think it'd be hilarious to come back let's and change this shirt. I'm in his shirt. You know, Rick DeBruce is pretty rocked up. He is rocked up. He's a rocked up guy. To Mike Houston. I know. That's my goal. Yeah, Rick Bruce is a pretty rocked up guy. Yeah. <laughs> that is a great compliment, Tony. Have that you ever is. been called rocked up? Rocked before? up. That, not, not rocked up. That's, I yeah, get rocked that's hard. Up. I know. Yeah, that's hard. That is my goal to get rocked up. All right. Good luck with that. Yeah. If you were rocked up in that shirt, that'd be the ultimate. Right? Oh, yeah. You well, might what? get Rocky Roaded up. <laughs> 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 a little soft up right now. <laughs> Rocky Road. Rocky Road it up. <laughs> All right, let's get to our Bud Light ECU They were here report. yesterday, too, Glenn. You missed the ice cream. Oh, that cream is people. true. You yeah, got oh, the ice cream ro- folks were here. Oh, it's good. Well, you well, well, you could have got Rocky Road right Since we're talking about line. ECU, I want to know who in this room is 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 with me on my on my prediction, on my guarantee. I mean, I got to have somebody with me on this. Uh, y'all, yeah, Do y'all believe we can win on Thursday? Well, the way you phrased it there, we can win, yes. Yeah. Do we believe we can win? Yes. Uh, but you are with me. Are you with me? On I believe this? the Pirates will cover. Yeah, cover <laughs> thirteen and a half. If you got it early, I love it. Not, we're talking. I love about, what you're talking with. about. Cover. You think Appalachian State is that good? Well, I think we'll talk about that next week. As far as our game day predictions, we might blow them out. We might. Ethan Joyce had us thinking different I, yesterday. Blow. I mean, Tony, they're a good team. I, I, I don't think they're, they're going to get they're, blown out. They're a good out. team, but I'm going to tell you, man. Hey, we, Troy, we anything have a good is possible. Offense. It's all possible. we got possible. a good offense, and so hopefully the defense can step I mean, up. If it was here, I would be... I would be confident, but it's not on their home Look, field. I'd settle. I hate to sound like Logan, but I'd settle for a you know Loganism. We'll win it on the last play of the game, Tony. Oh crap, man! We're gonna blow them out. Being by about fourteen or fifteen. I don't know. I, I don't think right. there's as much of a difference. I hope you're right, Tony. I yeah. believe we will. I, I don't. I don't know about that, Tony. I'd love a victory. I don't see I a blowout. This is this is not this is not Elon. We're playing, Tony. I know it's not Elon. I mean, we we played good football last when year. Is, okay, times. time out. Let me ask you this: point of history. When's the last time in the last three years we've blown? Now it might have happened, but we've blown anyone out. Uh, the the last game they Connecticut. played. Did we did we they kill Connecticut? We SMU we out at Connecticut? the end of the year last year. SMU score. fifty-two yeah, to whatever twenty right. some odd point they The good last point. game they played, they good blew point. a team out. It was a blowout. You don't Pirates have to go are coming back off a blowout. So what does that mean? So Tony. It has happened. Hey, I, just, I forgot that was a blowout. I just thought of that. I'm going to tell win. you, I, 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 this is this is Coach Houston's what year? Third, third year. It's the year. This, this is, is yeah. this is his year, man. I'm, I'm going to yeah. tell you, man. These kids are are tuned in. 
I haven't even been to a practice, but I just know for a fact <laughs> that these because, because I have no idea what they look like. I don't even know. I don't even know who to start. I don't even know who to start quarterback. No, I know who to start quarterback. But but I'm gonna tell you the the kids just for for me meeting Coach Houston and his demeanor and how he is. I believe that he's he's got these kids right. wrapped up. This this and is the second former player. I, Chandler, turn turn your mic off right there. Yeah. Uh, this is the second former player I have talked to today, Clip, that has been like Tony. I talked to a former player earlier who told me he felt we were on the verge of another Peach Bowl-type season. And I was like— I'm not going that far. I said calm—and said, and you know me. I get hyped up. I'm like, I'm having to calm him down to say, calm down now. You're getting a little. We haven't even taken the first snap in the first game, and you're comparing this team to a Peach Bowl team. I look. You know me. I would love to see it, but let's just get through App first before we start with the Peach Bowl talk. Okay. <laughs> you know, but that's what you're doing. I haven't you're, gone enough. No, I haven't no, gone. Okay, I you're said, only going. I said to no, I, all I'm talking about is Appalachian State. All I ain't right. talking about nobody else. But this is I'm what he was saying. Appalachian State. He was so fired up about this year, saying this is going to be the year. Now, I, I, I think I, we can win six games this year. Now, I'm glad to see you former players I on really board. Positive. I really think we can win six Pumped games up, this year. Yeah. For a Peach Bowl year, we need to lose to App State so we can win the rest. <laughs> yeah, so, that's true. We kind of need to lose <laughs> next week, Tony. No, we not. Nah. All right, let's go ahead and win it then. That's fine. All right, let's hear uh, what Coach Houston has to say about his team on the Bud Light EC Report. Brought to you by Bud Light. Let's hear the App State preparation. Chandler, this is cut four. As Mike Houston talks about his team's prep for App State, we've been watching them all week. You know okay. the kids. Of course, we you know we spent a significant amount of time this summer breaking them down, and they haven't played a game since the bowl game. So we've got about all the film you can you can get on them. But um, you know we've spent a lot of time this week with uh, you know scouting reports. You know, and and the good thing is with a little bit extra time, we're able to take it kind of piece by piece instead of giving the kids everything at once. Uh, which is good. You, a lot of the young guys, first time ever going through this uh, install, you can slow it down a little bit. But uh, so we've basically been through it once, and then we'll start Friday reinstalling again. So you get the game plan twice uh, before the open. All right, there is Mike Houston. As uh, and then this kind of goes with Glenn's question that he asked about controlling the players emotions they're so ready to get out there on the field but we got to wait a whole nother week so how do you get them fired up for the game but at the same time not expend uh, too much emotion from his guys leading up to the opener this is cut five well i mean i think you know they're going to be excited um i think we got to get uh, you know get through the weekend because that's you know when the heavy work for you know both us and appalachian will be is you know through the weekend um and then uh you know the closer i guess to thursday the excitement's going to be there um, that's where I am. I am glad that we do have uh, experience coming back now. You know, we don't have the experience that they have coming back. You know, I looked at their, their depth charts today, and it's virtually everybody in their two deep is a junior or a senior. Uh, and so, but I think that experience does help uh, with, you know, not being quite as jittery for the first game. A lot different than last year. Mike Houston there uh, talking about the players. Troy D is, uh, we're fired up for football. I can't imagine what those guys are going through right now as they lead up to this game. Yeah, I mean, we've been talking to them for the past few weeks. I mean, they're they're getting tired at this point of beating up against each other in practice and these scrimmages. Uh, they're ready to hit and play against someone else. That much I know. Yeah. So they're, they're, they are fired up for that. And knock on wood, 
you know, we, uh, we still got a week to go, but we're going into the start of the season, if nothing changes, relatively healthy and uh, intact. Tony, do you remember leading up to seasons, whether it be college or NFL, did you think to yourself, man, we, we don't have a – I'm looking around, we ain't got nothing this year. Or did you go into every season saying we're undefeated and we're going to win every game? You know what I'm saying? Like, how did you look at it going into each season? I mean, you know, it's, when I when we were in college, when we had Pat Dye, we we expected to win. I mean, that, that's that was a thing there. But uh, yeah, I mean, you you go into every every season, especially the first game of the season, you want to you want to come out uh, as, as on, on on top. But uh, I can't remember now. That, well, my my rookie season, and I didn't know this. I, I didn't know, of course, when I got there to New England. Man, I want to win every game too, but we only won two games that year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that was a nightmare for me. Only winning two games out of sixteen, so right, uh, it, it, that was a tough year for me. You talked about playing with Pat Dye. I was at a luncheon today, and Jeff Connors was the guest speaker, former uh, ECU strength coach here, who uh, you know is legendary in his field, and he was talking about the history of ECU and, and the culture, especially around football, and mm-hmm. how you know it's not something that has to be created he talked about you know it was established under pat Dye, and then he talked about the culture that was continued with bill lewis and then steve logan and then uh re-emerged with skip holtz mm-hmm. and you know what mike houston's trying to do now he said his quote was i, I wrote this down because i thought it was so interesting he says we don't need to uh recapture it or he said we don't need to establish an ecu football culture we just need to recapture it right yeah. and i thought that meant a lot you know i think he's right there, there is a huge and great history of a football culture here within the program, within the fan base. It just needs to be recaptured. And I think, hopefully, if what you say turns out to be true and what other former player turns out <laughs> to be true, that will be recaptured this season. And, you know, I, I think as a former player, too, you hate to see uh, whatever team that, that ECU has on the football field, hate to see them lose. You just hate it, man. And it's, we've been going through this now for whew, six seasons. It's been a long time, man. I, I've, I, I think this is the longest stretch we've ever gone yep. through where we've lost so many games. Yeah, and and, and, it's, and it's been tough. I, I know it's been tough on the coaches. I know, it's been, but it's been tough on it's been tough on, 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 on us too. You True. know what I mean? Yeah, it's taking its toll. <laughs> Yeah. As players, as ex-players, and as fans, it's tough. So, yeah. and especially when you're used to winning, you know, you're used to that, used to that winning nature. So, yeah, and especially as much junk as you like to talk about the Pirates <laughs> and the Patriots, you hadn't had really anything good to say in over a year or two. Yeah, so. I, it's been, last year was a rough year for me. Yeah, man. it re- really was. It was a rough year. <laughs> Patriots lost, Pirates lost. Yeah, uh, it was tough. It's a full-blown depression. <laughs> Bounce back time for Tony Collins. Yeah. All right, let's. Uh, I guess Mike Houston had some comments about the defense Tuesday, uh, where they were reading too much of the headlines about winning scrimmages and everything. Didn't come out and practice well. Uh, he was asked how they responded on Wednesday. This is cut seven, Chang. Better, it, you know. It's you know you gotta be careful. You rip their butt one day, and you gotta be careful what happens the next. And it's but it's it's learning how to practice because when it, when when it's good on good, you know it's. It's fast, you know, it's experienced guys, they know how to practice. You know, there you're just, you, you, you just don't want the huge blow up collisions on the ball carriers, you know, which if I, if I turn them loose, that's what you're gonna get. Um, you know, when it gets to going against the scouts, it's getting the scouts to go fast enough, getting the backs to go fast enough and getting the defense to fit. And the big thing we focused on today is just getting, 
getting our hips and feet to the tackle in the in the thud tempo. So um, it's frustrating every year the first couple of days of uh, the scout world. All right, Mike Houston there. So, uh, Troy, the, the reports were the defense looked better than the offense the first two scrimmages. I guess they showed up a little sluggish on Tuesday. Good to hear they bounced back on Wednesday. Yeah, and that's going to happen. It's going to ebb and flow like that, so not a huge surprise. Yeah. All right, uh, i tell you what. We will have more on our Bud Light EC report, but right now let's make somebody a winner and open up the booty bag, Chandler. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. All right, 317-1250 is the number. Chandler, what are we giving away on this Thursday? Let's go with a lunch for two at Tiebreakers. Lunch for two at Tiebreakers. A lot of great choices there. Uh, Bram Anderson and company will uh, serve you up some good food, and you can watch uh, some sports action at Tiebreakers. What caller are you looking for? Let's go with caller number 10. Caller 10, 317-1250. You're a winner. We got more. Troy D, touchdown Tony Collins. We return on Pirate Radio Live after this. listening to hour three of pirate radio live this hour is brought to you by carolina hardscapes making memories with your family and friends is what life is all about if you have a dream of having a backyard patio fireplace pool walkways fire pits or more then carolina hardscapes is the place to call get started on your dreams today at carolina hardscapes on fire tower road across from bostic sun furniture now back to the show welcome back making memories with your family and friends is what life is all about if you have a dream of having a backyard patio, fireplace, pool, walkways, fire pits, or more, then the Carolina Hardscapes is the place to call at 364-1201. Or you can stop by the Carolina Hardscapes Outdoor Showroom on Fire Tower Road across from Bostick Sug Furniture. Get started on your dreams today at Carolina Hardscapes. And congratulations to Mike Mayo of Greenville, the winner of a lunch for two at Tiebreakers. Tiebreakers is open every day at 11 a.m. and is the best place to watch your favorite sports while enjoying the best wings in town. Also has sandwiches, appetizers, cold beer, and more. Follow Tiebreakers on Facebook and Instagram for a daily updates. Now let's head back into Pirate Alive. Here's your host, Clip Brock. All right, congrats to Mike Mayo. Uh, Troy, Tony, do you like Mayo? Uh, no. Not a Mayo guy? Mike Tony? Mayo? I, I think. Not the person. Do you like the No, I, Mayo is disgusting to me. I always ask I, I, no I, Mayo, I, I do salad dressing instead of Mayo. Oh, Okay. I grew up in a salad dressing household, but yeah. I'm a mayo guy now. Not a fan of mayo. I just think it's slimy and gross and makes your sandwich you all like, wet. Do you like Miracle Whip? No, no that's salad that's dressing. salad dressing. Miracle yeah. Whip. That's what I... I oh, I, there's a difference. I, yeah. There is... Okay. Yeah, I, I wasn't a Miracle Whip guy. I'm a Duke's Mayo Bowl Classic kind of guy. Ah, which is what ECU nice. will be playing hey, in oh. next Thursday. What Now, do you dump a big thing of mayo on the winning coach? That would be. I cool. hope so. Like you know, last year it was put some ranch on it. <laughs> this, well, this one's gonna <laughs> slap some mayo on them. I think the the other Duke's mayo opener may get that treatment, but it may not be in our budget. Yeah, I'm not so sure the coach wants mayo slapped on him. Are you willing? Like, I'd be willing to do that if it meant ECU could win the game. Let us slap mayo on you. Yeah, like outside in the in the in the parking lot. Actually, I dump. think the losing coach 
to get down. <laughs> you know, like one of the big mayo things, like what I don't know what they, the container, like a like gallon. A Sam's yeah. Club. Yeah, like a Sam's Club container. You get to pour that on the coach's head. I want yeah. a or Gatorade. Case, I want a Gatorade in this, time container. Out. In this case, if we win, we get to do it on Clip Rock's head, as Clip was talking about, and we can put that out there as content, Glenn. I'm, I'm down with that. Like that. That's how much I would give up for ECU to win this game. Wow. That's if strong. we lose, that probably has to happen to Tony. We got to slap oh, that oh, ball here. Oh, yes. <laughs> we were wondering what to do with Hello. the guarantee. You don't want nudity anymore. So we got to slather that ball head up. A gallon of mayonnaise on the head. Just, yeah. That is perfect. <laughs> we get to film it. Tony, that's perfect, man. If Come we on. lose, if, now you've guaranteed lose. it. If we lose. All right, the Duke's mayo bowl. Is, is that a deal? That's a deal. All right, back, Tony, now that guarantee means something. Glenn. He just backed it up. Man, that's awesome. Clutch, yeah. baby. This is Clutch for the ideas. This is what we do when we collaborate here. Yeah. Hey, wait, 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 This is how great things happen. What if What if we win? What do I get? You get the You get the guarantee. Troy, oh, uh, Troy has to eat a sandwich with mayonnaise on it. Oh, what? What? Wait, what, what Troy has to eat a sandwich with mayonnaise. A BLT on it. like with mayo on it. A lot of mayo. No, a lot not of mayo. Lot of mayo. <laughs> no, no, no. A lot of mayo. <laughs> <laughs> That'll make me sick. I hate mayo. It make me gag and throw up. I can't. That's stand the it. point of the content. No, I'm not barfing. Uh, I was just gonna. I'll take you out to dinner one night. Well, I've, I've heard that. Wow. Before. Okay. <laughs> That gets passed around a lot here. I, I don't know. Tony, you got like a week's worth of dinner lined up. Yeah. So I'm at, I don't have to do the mayo thing then since Tony's doing the, I think uh, we like to. Yeah, all right, good. We're out. Yeah. But, but yeah. I guess if, yeah. Well, you were saying if they won, you were willing to do that. Right, but now that we have another mayo guy here. Yeah, we'll but that way we'd be covered either way. So, so, if we so, win, so if we win, it goes on Clip. If we goes lose, on it goes you. on If we lose, it goes on me. I, I love that. Idea. You, that way you're willing to do it if you win. You just got through saying it, Clip. Yeah. yeah. Do it for the brand. There you go. Hey, clips in. Duke's mayo. Clips I think, in. Uh, that's fine. I think we I'd win, rather, Clips get the mayo. We lose, I get the mayo. I All think right. I'd rather have to eat the mayo. No, no. Put it on my head. eating mayo. Well, sure you would, Glenn, but this is like, this is a sacrifice. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if I had like a bunch of steak biscuits from Bojangles, yeah. I probably could get that jar of mayo down. Think of, think of the visuals of the mayo going on Clip's head or Tony's head. I'm just thinking of Clip's head. And how many views would hair. you get on that? Yeah, and I could, like, yeah. style my hair with it. Yeah. <laughs> but you got to get home, Clipper. We don't, like, we don't have a hose no, no, out no. back. No, no, We didn't say when we have to. We could do it the next day. It doesn't have to be. We might that. have to go to Clip's house. I think you have to get the whole need, fifth quarter. I want to need a water mayo. hose on standby That's or what I'm saying. Yeah. I think we got to go to yeah. your house to do it. we got to do it out in the Yeah, we'll do it, like, the next day. Yeah, it doesn't have to be that night. I mean, he does have work to do. I'm trying to do it live remote. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we'll figure it out. We can get the logistics done. Like, Tony, we're going to have to do it with Tony if they don't win at a time of his convenience. Sure. Within a week. Certainly. Like, either way, we do it. Yeah. We, we have to do it sometime I'll, between I'll, the next game. I'll be, back in the, I'll be back in the next week. Yeah. Well, I'd rather do it, like, at your house. Where we're going to put it down. No. Why are you doing it at my house? You're doing it at my house. Best of my house. Okay, so I don't want you to mess the studio. <laughs> I was thinking we put that down at it's tarp in the studio. It out. We're doing that outside wherever we do that. It ain't going to be in studio. <laughs> this will be a, get, get on big, location All you got to do is get your big piece of plastic and lay it on the, uh, on the floor and you, you're all set. No. No. Tony yeah, speaks from experience and putting sauces on yeah. his body. Hey, hey, Dexter, calm down with the plastic. I'm just trying to help you. This is how it's done. Well, I'm glad we uh, we figured out the uh, Tony guarantee payoff. That's good. Yeah, good stuff. All right. Oh, by the way, I wanted to mention steak this. dinner too. I want. I didn't say. I said I'll take you to dinner. I want a steak. We'll dinner. see. Don't push your luck. <laughs> oh my God. Let's get a win first. All right. Uh, by the way, I was talking to my buddy Greg Pierce over at ECU Athletics. 
Uh, did you know, did you know, gentlemen, that the number team in the nation the is number team number 10 team what did i say <laughs> number team number it's, team. it's still hot out there. yeah i mentioned it not that long ago <laughs> south carolina's playing tonight Num- <sighs> against dcu number <laughs> 10 team in the country we had the coach on the other day the game cox yeah the game the cox are in town to take on the pirates and i'm not talking football it's on the pitch tonight first hundred students uh, get free pizza. Pizza. The first three hundred people could be anybody. Could be you know. Could be you listening right now. Get a free T-shirt. It's the second game of the year. Third. Greg tells me the Pirates destroyed VMI in the home opener, four to nothing. It will be on ESPN Plus tonight too. What what, what are we talking about now? Uh, soccer. 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 ECU okay. soccer. Pirates versus Gamecocks. Gotcha. So they're trying to get a nice little crowd out there tonight. Seven o'clock, Johnson Stadium. Yeah. So get out there and support the Pirates if you can. If you want to get if you want to get it kind of hyped up for Pirates versus Gamecocks, Woo-woo. you don't have to wait till September 11th. Woo-woo. You can do it tonight. Woo-woo. All right, just that, that was my public service announcement for ECU soccer. Good deal. Yeah. Uh, Tony, you got a guarantee on that game? South Carolina? No, uh, the soccer game. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Uh, by the way, how those headphones working out for you? Good. <laughs> yeah, I was looking at that. That's a unique I way. Can hear, to... I can hear everything. Yeah, it looks like they're gonna like pop off and fly to the ceiling. <laughs> yeah, I can hear everything. It's a unique way to wear you wearing. It's going right to the brain. <laughs> who needs to go through the ears when you? Redbeard says, uh, Redbeard, who is a listener of the show, he is. Thank says, you, I don't think Troy listens to the show, and just like Chan Man, he doesn't listen to the show either. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. I listen more than Chandler does. Even yesterday, I heard Chan, like you had just said something clip, and then he had brought it up. The closer like, you even are, I, even I had heard that. The closer you get to the show, the less you listen yeah, to the show. Yeah. <laughs> don't look at the sun. To my defense, You're too close. To my defense, a lot of the time, I'm working on other things when it dealing with sales and marketing uh don't blame it on sales and marketing not this late troy as i was uh, a personal call you were taking earlier when we're he- getting close to kickoff <laughs> troy we have to satisfy these clients as a as your former producer of live at five is that a valid excuse sorry troy i was doing other things no I, i've always said your focus <laughs> needs to be what you're doing now and yeah. if you're the producer you're the pilot of the plane you need to be focused on flying the plane how the hell did this turn on me I do think, Chandler, it makes for better radio if I can crap on you. So continue to not listen yeah. to the show. It's, it's, turned, <laughs> and, into a, it's and, turned into a bit now. And bring up be, things that we just talked about. You should be, as a producer, you should be locked in, dialed into the program that you're producing. I agree. Do we yeah. not agree? Do we not agree? I think we all agree on that one. Do we not agree? All right. Uh, what else have you been up to, But Tony? you're doing a good job, Chandler. Thank you. Going to go on the Steve Harvey show. Oh, yeah. So the what, he's really figure, excited about. It. We figure, yeah. <laughs> I know he's really bummed about. Yeah, it. did you lose a bet? <laughs> Bust a guarantee? Had to go on Steve Harvey? Um, no, I am excited about it. No, hold on. Do we figure out Steve when Steve Harvey, Harvey does his show? Like it's, I see him like live. on Family Feud. No, Family Feud's on. So TV. is that the show you're going on? No, no oh, I'm darn. not going. On kind of an awesome. Let's welcome from Winterville, North Carolina, the Collins. That'd that be would awesome. be fun. God, that would you'd be, be great. Awesome. Now, Tony you'd, would let have me the tell you something. Oh, I would. Yeah. This is the type of thing. Good at it. I would. I you would meet Steve Harvey here. Are you going in person? Yeah, yeah. This is the type of thing 
We need to get the Collins family oh, on Family Feud next. Trust me, I'm definitely yeah. going to ask about Yes. <laughs> because, listen, here's something. Between you and Trudy and the rest of the whack pack of the Collins, we'd be have a hard time to get it down to, like, five people, you know? And y'all could all wear the same purple color. You know how the family wears go. all the same? That'd be awesome. Tony, would. Have Tony Collins would, would be a, awesome on Family have Feud. A great time As your unofficial that. agent, I would like to book that. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask the yeah. question. Yeah. Hey, hey, Steve, I, I want to get on Family Feud. What I got to do, man? Hey, if you know you know how there's a lot of blended families now. If we make it the Family Feud, I got to be Troy Collins. I want to be on the team. <laughs> I knew this, this is would be awesome. We can have... try to get adopted in. <laughs> yeah. To the yeah, family. How do I introduce this guy? I, I can see my, the resemblance. My, uh, uh, this is my uh, brother-in-law or something. Uh, you know. my, my, he married in, but he's still a Collins. Yeah, my, my uncle. He took our name. He's my auntie's uh, second cousin. <laughs> yeah. Well, Troy. On, on Troy, the white side. He, <laughs> he thinks he's tan enough to fit in with your family. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting closer and closer. <laughs> Uh, a couple God. more beach weekends, man. That's funny. All right, so how can we watch this program? Yeah, Tony? It's, it's Steve Harvey. It's it's live. It's it's live on Facebook. That's how that's how he does. That okay, show. so it's a Facebook. It's show. a Facebook live show. I mean, it's got thirty. I bet it gets a lot thirty of million uh, followers. On All right, it. so yeah. when is this? When are you going to record? September sixteenth, it will be on. Okay, but are you? Is it like live, live? live or they live. record it and then they? It's live, live. <laughs> oh, okay. So they do it on Facebook they, Live they the, and then they, they archive. The they do a live, live version. It's like we're doing live, live. Uh, they do a live version, then they syndicate. Yeah. This is on a Thursday. How does this uh, affect your appearance on Pirate Radio Live? Yeah, uh, what time? Yeah, I'm going to miss that show that No, time. I don't know about that. <laughs> Bull. You have not talked to the uh, producers here about Hey, this. as his agent, are you going to allow this uh, appearance on <laughs> Steve Hell Harvey? no. <laughs> You're going to have to phone it in now. Now, what if he can get you on Family Feud? <laughs> yeah, what if I get you on Family Feud? All right, yeah, 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 maybe so. <laughs> Go ahead. Got to meet in the middle. Uh, that would be all. I really think you guys would do great on Family Feud. Yeah, so, what is he going to talk? How long are you going to be on for? I mean, it's it's I don't know. I mean, probably at least at least fifteen twenty minutes. Okay. Because they're, they're gonna we're gonna talk about my past and yeah, talk about my granddaughter. Just remember where you got your media start, buddy. And oh, all yeah, the stuff. I, don't I, forget if, who if, if I if I get a chance to give you guys a plug, I'm giving you a plug. Yes, you, you can trust that. Wear a pirate radio shirt. Wear a shirt. Yeah. No, I'm not gonna wear a pirate. Radio. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Well, we tried. <laughs> Hold on, hold on. Maybe can we put the mayonnaise on your head while you're on the Steve, Steve Harvey show? show. No, that's like I've been here. What the hell's going on behind you? Oh, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Well, that's cool, Tony. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Is it just Looking you or any to, of your family uh, members? Uh, me and my uh, daughter and my granddaughter's going to be there. Cammy's going to be there. Oh, gonna oh be I love Cammy. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. 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 Wait, can you bring Cammy on this show one day? I mean, if she ever is in town. If yeah, it's they're in Charlotte, Thursday, right? Yeah, there's like three hours away. Okay. Well, next time she's in Greenville, let's try and I'll let you orchestrate know. that. Yeah. Yeah. Cammy could be like our, you know, remember we had Parker Bunch on? It was a huge hit. Yeah. Cammy could be the next Parker Bunch. <laughs> she do something live Without at the uh, part. Bank of America Stadium next week. She's in Charlotte, right? Is she, well, he's we'll going to do a live hit. <laughs> no? that, I don't know if they're going to the game. No. That, I don't, they're not East Carolina folks, though, are they? Uh, no. Yeah. No. Only granddad is. Yeah, this yeah. granddad. There you go. You need to get her some ECU gear. Maybe she could be get her to be an ECU fan. Yeah, when she, when she comes here, and when she gets a little bit older, she's gonna definitely be an ECU uh, pirate. Okay, Most definitely. Yeah. Let's uh, let's get our last break in. We'll come back. We'll have more with touchdown Tony Collins and Troy D on a Thursday edition of PRL. Back with you after this. <laughs>
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Carolina Hardscapes. Making memories with your family and friends is what life is all about. If you have a dream of having a backyard patio fireplace, pool walkways, fire pits, or more, then Carolina Hardscapes is the place to call. Get started on your dreams today at Carolina Hardscapes on Fire Tower Road, across from Bostick Sun Furniture. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Save lives, be a hero, and make $1,000 your very first month donating plasma at Griffles Biomat USA. It's the easiest way to make extra money. Start now at Biomat USA on 505 South Memorial Drive. Make up to $1,000 in a month and save lives now at Griffles Biomat USA. A better donor experience and better pay. Now let's head back into Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Cliff Rock. Alrighty, back with you on Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday. Tony Collins has guaranteed an ECU victory over Appalachian State. If the Pirates do not win that game next Thursday, Tony will have mayonnaise dumped on that beautiful shaved head of his. <laughs> That's going to be quite a sight. Looking forward to it. I am too, in one way or the other. I hope we get that W, Tony. Yes. Because the following week, you have your home opener against South Carolina, and people will be jacked up about that one if you can win that first game. Yeah, so, absolutely. Man. Think we can beat South Carolina? Yeah. Oh, I think this is the year to do it, but let's one week at a time. Oh, yeah, of course. Let's just focus on the task at hand. Let's I knew not get ahead of ourselves. I knew you were going to say that. That's why I put that out there. I knew, I knew that was going to be your response. Coach Troy is focused on App State. Coach, what have you seen from App State that you're you concerned know, about? They're big, they're strong, they're fast, <laughs> a lot of experience, bring back a lot of experience. They're a good bunch. They're a good bunch. They're athletic. Are they physical? They're physical. <laughs> do they compete? <laughs> they do compete. Compete. They're physical. Yeah, stupid. Oh, God. They're strong. <laughs> uh, look, they've had a lot more success than us. It's not amazing. Take App State lightly. We are the oh. underdog for a reason. Nobody's taking App State lightly. Uh, we're gonna blow them out. <laughs> but that's, that's not that's not taking them lightly. That's not taking them lightly. I think you're taking them lightly. No, I'm definitely not taking them lightly. So we played App State when it's been like 12 years ago and eight or nine years ago. They almost beat us one time here in Greenville. It's like we the they if the clock had like two more minutes on, I feel like we would have lost. But in those games, we went into them saying, "Well, we can't take Appalachian State lightly because at that point, our program was ahead of their program." Correct. But things have changed. So they played in '09 and in 2012. Pirates won by five in '09, and they won by uh 18 no 22 uh 35 to 13 in 2012 yeah i remember leaving that 09 game so disappointed in the way we played that game it, even though they won it kind of felt even like a we, loss yeah. yeah i remember me and my because dad talking on the way back to the it was car so like, freaking man, hot was that the it opener was hot it was the that opener was, after so ecu had won a conference championship yeah mm-hmm. so you're like we're gonna blow these dudes out and uh and it was struggle a to game. win yeah. but point being we were big favorites in that game right and uh and and beat them by five yeah i mean the 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 tables have turned app state has become what east carolina was and we're now the underdogs and but hopefully they you know hopefully they take ecu lightly honestly both teams i would say app state more so i found this interesting talking to ethan joyce winston salem journal yesterday ecu has south carolina that's a big game week two app state is at miami week two (laughs) yeah so are they looking ahead at all saying we want to be the group of five team this year. This is our year. We got to go down to Coral Gables and beat Miami. Maybe we catch them looking ahead. I don't think they're looking ahead because, one, it's their first game. Everybody's kind of keyed up for their first game. And, two, they 
East Carolina and App State used to be a huge rival game, and I still well, think yeah, the there's players now don't care about n- that. No, but I, I think they th- there's enough similarity. I mean, there's probably enough crossover where some of these guys I bet know some of these guys on the App State team, and vice versa. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if they they are familiar with some of these players. So I don't know. I don't think they'll look past this. I don't think either team will look past this game. Yeah. I think, like you said, it's the first game. Everybody's jagged up for the yeah. first game. And it's going to be it's going to be an exciting game for the for the players because now this is like the first time they're going to be playing fans in the yeah. stadium. And it's, a, and it's an NFL stadium. I mean, it's yeah, so know. it's going to be it's it's a big deal, man. It'll, it'll have a big time feel to it just yeah. by the the stadium alone. And it'll be about you know here it'll be in the 30s. Yeah, yesterday like Ethan Joyce said they had surpassed like thirty thousand. Mm-hmm. You thinking what thirty? three four I that's probably yeah that's about what ron robbins said last week so with us so they might have enough a to make an atmosphere next week and we'll have to see what the what you know haven't checked the early weather forecast a week out but i'll do that uh t- tony is it funny that uh i guess has, has cam newton been named the starter not yet and neither uh, ron rivera has a name to starter is it kind of funny that uh, of our three teams only one team is named a starter and they named the wrong guy the starter andy dalton is the only named starter for our nfl teams out of everybody and he should probably be the last one named starter i'm gonna tell you the kid looks good man your kid looks good from chicago troy so i mean he struggled a little bit last week uh, but but. the the way he's handling himself in the pocket and the way he gets out of that pocket man he looks pretty good to me uh i think he's gonna be the future they do and i i do believe bringing him along slowly is the right call of course it is rush it but he needs to play this year uh here's your early forecast for charlotte north carolina on thursday September 2nd for the season opener, ECU versus App State. Uh, this is not necessarily good. Now, this is a week out, and we all know the weather patterns can change. Uh, but 40% chance of showers, high of 84, low of 70. So we'll have to keep an eye out on that rain forecast. 40% that ain't bad. That's not bad at all. Yeah, and hopefully that, you know, it could be later, in the, you know, before the game. So this is 730 at night, but maybe I'm talking more about the September 11th home game at noon, Tony. Would you rather it be... 88 92 degrees with no precipitation or <laughs> some rain and maybe it's in the like low 80s and no high rain. 70s I, rain sucks no give me give me give me the hot give me the heat yep no rain no yeah rain. Rain, rain's a killer i was asking the player <laughs> troy sorry i was answering now from the fan perspective <laughs> tony's unpaid agent uh, tony would like to say no rain from uh, troy he'll probably be in a box outside <laughs> yeah. inside anyway yeah. Yeah. I prefer the air conditioning not be too cold, by the way, because you can't get chilled I don't chilled like inside. when drops get on the window. <laughs> yeah, if they don't have the dehumidifier on at the right level, it oh, can get too much God. moisture inside, and it gets a little chilly. Looks like the fog ball out there. You yeah. can't see anything. Yeah, so don't get the air too much. you got to have the right balance, so it could be an issue. All right. But uh, no rain. Nobody wants rain. Yeah, we learned that, player or yeah. fan. Do you? Um, I don't care either way. I know, but would you? If you were going to sit outside, would you rather be hot? Or rainy and cooler. Rainy and cooler. Wow. Stunned me. I'll wear a poncho. Man, I just don't like sitting there in the rain. No. You're a rain and cool guy, huh? Now, if it's a constant three hours straight of rain, mm-hmm. like a 40% means we get a little bit here, maybe a shower there. Yeah. <laughs> I could go with that if it's cooler. <laughs> but you know what? Yeah. Nobody cares. So let's wrap up the show. <laughs> Tony, I care, Clip. I care. Good to see you guys. So you'll be here next week, right?
<laughs> next week is well, Thursday. Oh, wait, wait, wait. So we're, not gonna, we're not doing the show next Thursday, are we? Uh, we'll be in the pregame. Be, uh, yeah, pre yeah, we'll be pregame. If you want to come by for the pregame. Nah, I'm good. <laughs> All right. I'm going I'm to be somewhere with a cold one. All right. I'll, uh, I don't know fair. where. I'll prepare for your arrival at my house. Yeah, I'm going to be somewhere yeah, with I a gotta, cold one. I got to get some beers iced down. Some yeah, uh, you fun sure lights do. iced down for Tony. There you go. So we'll see you in two weeks to... Talk about hopefully a win yep. and getting ready for South Carolina. I'll yeah. be here. Man, that's awesome. And I, and I hope we're not putting mayonnaise on your head. I hope not either. Yeah. I hope it goes on tr- uh, Clip's head. Yeah. Stay tuned. That might. We'll know a week from now. All right, uh, Troy, we'll see you Monday. Sounds good. Look forward wait a minute. To it. Wait a minute. I, I'm, I'm getting off the show. I'm not going to see you guys until the, to, to the game. Oh, I, need I, I need a prediction. You already said it. No, I'm talking about from you all. Everybody in the I'll room. I'll do it next week. What do you mean? What do you do this week? <laughs> Do with me. Why'd your voices get so high? Because I don't believe you're not gonna do a prediction I'm, with me. No, no, I'm gonna do it next week. I'm that's, saving. That's some bull crap. No, man. Monday. I'll have my prediction Monday. What's the difference between today and Monday? Have my prediction Monday. Game. Chandler, Glenn, Charlie will be back tomorrow at three o'clock for a Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We will see you then. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.